Uh, I put you on a hair impressive. Oh, gee, you say you put him in fashion. Wow. Your Balenciaga hoodie. I think hoodie. I'm done here. I put you, I'm done. We I, don't, you I, on, I don't do, I don't do, I, I'm done. I put you on scarves. You know what we done here today, OG? But did I put you on if scarves? you say you put me in the fashion, then we done today. What about we scarves? Done. But what about scarves? OG, I'm telling you, if you say. What about scarves? You put me in fashion, then I'm done. But what about scarves? I guess I'm done. But what about scarves? I guess I'm done. But what about scarves? What about scarves, guys? Uh, welcome to Courtside Theory. I'm your host, Knoll Dong, chatting to you from Portland, Oregon. With me, as always, on the airwaves to chat about all things basketball are my co-hosts. Calling in from Sydney, Australia, resident male model, Lakers fan you just love to hate, Owen Bunting. Can you hear it? Yeah, now I can. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wait, that was such a good intro. Do I get one like that? Who's the male model? Uh, so he's, uh, sorry, that's her one. Um, Hello. Uh, chatting, hey. in from our, <laughs> chatting in from our Melbourne studio is our header-in-chief, Johan Carrasco. Do you know what I hate? What do you hate? So I don't know if you guys get this as often as I do, I don't know, in Melbourne, um, but I always see these cars saw like a couple on the way home from work where I don't know why they think they should do their tinting themselves and it's just bubbles all over the car like okay. what, what's the point just it's the best just have nothing do they have it's the best you can't even see through the bubbles <laughs> I don't understand uh, you must have paid how much for the film anyway you might as well just get a pro to do it I don't know man all right. um it really annoys such me. Hater, such a hater, bro. <laughs> yeah. All right, and we, uh, you obviously heard her a little bit just before. Uh, but we have a special guest in here with us, uh, with me Ooh. here in the Portland studio, fresh from tonight's Blazers Heat game. Uh, Portland's own at Lady Mary Divine. Uh, we'll call her Mary, though. Uh, welcome to Courtside Theory, Mary. Thanks for having me, Noel. It's a pleasure. The game was pretty great. It was amazing. The energy was nice. I didn't. I didn't catch the end, but it'll be nice to talk you about. You saw Common? I did see Common. Oh. Um, I got to stop. I have a few network fun connections, so I got to stop at the pregame, um, and Common was talking with DJ OG1, obviously the Blazers DJ, who is a legend in Portland hip-hop in this community. And yeah, Damien and Common were chatting before the game. I grabbed a couple snapshots. It was pretty great. Was that your photo? Yes. Oh, damn. They utilized oh, it, though. I was standing next to Bruce Ely, who's the oh, the photographer. Nice. So, yes, it's pretty good, right? Uh, I'd like to share that with people. Please do. Okay. Give Bruce Ely credit. <laughs> Bruce Ely, is the, he's the Blazers photographer. He's much more big of a deal than I am, and he's legit with the, the snapshots. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you already like, snapped a photo with Common. That's my guy. <laughs> I love Common. Common is but, the truth. <laughs> yeah, what's man. That, um, what's that movie where he was a basketball player for the Knicks? He was yeah, with, is um, that the one with Queen Latifah? Yes. Yeah, I think it's that one. And she's like yes. his physical therapist and they physical fall in therapist. love. Basketball and love. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She likes women in it's, real life. Um, but that was a good movie because I really believed it and they were adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Their acting abilities are off the charts, oh. my friends. Man, that, that game sounds cool and all, but I don't know. It cost me my multi. I had money on it. Oh, we, what you? Yeah. Why? Because Iggy, I went for the heat. I mean, yeah. Andre Iguodala <laughs> came back tonight, so I might have put my money on the heat too. Oh. <laughs> well, I didn't know Jimmy wasn't playing. Oh, oh you did. yeah, he did for like a week. Well, mm -hmm. I was panicking because I, I, 
I go, oh, I got to get quickly put a bet in. I forgot all about it. So and you then, bet um, against just, Portland. Why would you do that? Uh, you, it it sounds like a poor <laughs> idea. We're talking about the Heat. They've had like a consistency of. Mm, they're questionable. All right, so I clearly Mary's a, a Blazers fan. So uh, being from Portland, uh, so I know Mary from doing some shoots of her. Um, I guess we call them high end. High end landscape slash art with people inside Ooh. it, with her inside it anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, oh. And uh, so, uh, so we got talking during our first shoot, and I found out she's a big basketball fan, as you can hear, and that's what brought her here to chat with us today. Um, so let's get into it with our scoreboard updates. Um, the Blazers defeated my Spurs, which was unfortunate to witness live, but at least I got a Come lot on. of compliments. Shut up. <laughs> at least got a lot of compliments for my cool vintage Spurs Fiesta colorway jacket. And I also got to see assistant coach Tim Duncan live and Melo do that three finger yes. to the temple live as well. Uh, so anyway, H has moved Ooh, within yeah. three points of equalizing Johan on the scoreboard. So he's breathing down the, your neck, Johan. Uh, <laughs> our next scoreboard game is the Celtics <laughs> against the Pocket Rockets on Tuesday. Who have you got, H? Three, two, <laughs> one. <laughs> Pocket Rockets. <laughs> Pocket Rockets, baby. Let's go, Houston. All right. By uh, the way, did you see Bielitsa's shot to... Tonight? Uh, Bogdanovich's shot. 100%. Also, how is he the one sinking that shot? Utah's uh, out here thinking there's some big deal because of this energy at the end of the game that they're pulling off. And <laughs> it's Bro, yeah, that's they, a double, double clutch with two Portland to players Houston? on his hip. Yeah. Oh, God damn. Yeah, that was pretty clean, though. You got to give it to him. He called it, too. <laughs> yeah. I was big mad. I mean, not that I want oh. Houston to win ever. But it's, it's funny yeah. because I got I got a Houston um, fan at my work and he was going, oh, no, Houston, easy, easy, easy. And I'm like, I'm never, ever going to tip Houston for anything. Never. I was just going, oh, too small, they're too small. They'll never win. And then they were winning the whole game. And I was like, <laughs> I wasn't saying anything. Until they were. <laughs> I just hear, I just get all these messages. Oh, did you see the double clutch? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Because I had like my boss like near me, so I couldn't look at the... Ah, is like, that why you didn't really, respond to our text yeah. all day? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And when I saw it, I'm like, oh, man. I'm still in my bets until, obviously, the last game. The, until all the Blazers the won. Blazers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a prayer. That, that's an absolute <laughs> prayer, that shot. I mean, it was nice, but yeah. <laughs> How they pulled um, that off. Yeah. I was definitely... Well, we were joking um, before, like, because you're saying, like, oh, he had two, they had two guys on him, and... Yeah, I was like, nah, tech, yeah. nah, one of them was Harden, so what? You said it was like 1.5 guys. <laughs> one, and a half, yeah, one and a half defenders. Harden's got handles. Yeah. Harden's still he Harden. Does. Harden's still Harden. Yeah. yeah. Um, He'll always be Harden. Uh, so don't forget you can check out the score and, of course, what the loser wins at courtsidetheory.com slash scoreboard. So they, it's at the end of the regular <laughs> season. <laughs> You're a Spurs fan? I am. I think Spurs we, is we, such we, a we, remarkable we, organization. Talked, Sean Elliott. Yes. Yeah, one of my favorites ever. Um, yeah, so at the end of the regular <laughs> so season, average. whoever has the most, <laughs> uh, whoever has the least points, sorry. Uh, Joanne mm. has to wear a, your favorite player, Westbrook's oh, uh, jersey. Okay, so oh, we just talk about please. something. My favorite player and Westbrook will never be in the favorite sentence ever. <laughs> <laughs> she also hates I'll Westbrook. go rounds yeah. about him. 
He's been oh. all right lately. I still can't. Speak. No, he hasn't. Never. Never. <sighs> He's so extra. Why is he rocking babies in front of Gobert? Like, Gobert oh, just, yeah. just got told he was. It was a layup. It was just a layup. It wasn't anything. And he did this. <laughs> That's why I said it's always like the weirdest times you're going to talk trash today when we're about to rake you. Like, yeah. Russell will be Russell. But for the record, I'm a big Spurs fan. Yeah, so Johan will wear a Westbrook jersey while playing at a pickup game, and he hates that LeBron does that Taco Tuesday thing. Taco so, Tuesday. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> Sorry. So he'll, so he'll be eating tacos. And oh, no, it has to be on a Tuesday. Uh, and you're definitely, yeah. He's got to so, say the phrase. Yeah, he has to say yes. the phrase. And, and with LeBron's face as well. Oh. With that impression. <laughs> Do we have a LeBron hater in the room? Yeah, well, it's not yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's not go, you in go the ahead. room. Go I, mean, it's not, I, don't, I don't really hate him. You don't love him? I don't, I don't just like him a lot. What? We're he's one not, of those. He's not my favorite. He's not my favorite, to put it that way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Well, there's a lot I can pick about him, but I don't hate him, hate him. Mm. Not like Westbrook. I respect him. I, I appreciate not, that. You can yeah. still dislike somebody and respect their yeah. skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a fair game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but not Westbrook. Nothing, oh, so nothing about except for Westbrook. Yeah. Whoa, so you don't even respect his skills. Who, Westbrook? Nothing, nothing. Because he's out here talking yeah. too much to give him respect Ooh. because he's constantly igniting fumes over yeah. situations he doesn't need to be recognized over. Like S- screaming he balls out at on, nothing. Yeah, he balls out on yeah. his own. I miss him and Harden at OKC. I don't like them together now. And Russell Westbrook, yeah, let's get off him. Let's go. <laughs> I feel mad. If Herwin loses, can, I, can we rewind to my hate? Your yes. hate. I feel <laughs> mad too. You got me mad. Now I'm mad. I'm thinking about LeBron mad too. I'm going to move on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the hate is real today. It's um, good. Um, so let's just uh, pop a recap in that ass and recap some of the more interesting games in NBA news in the past week. Uh, there were a lot of trades uh, that went down in the past Ooh. week. Um, mm. Yes, any favorites? I hmm. Not really. I really just know that we completely really got rid of Evan Turner, the big Minnesota <laughs> trade. We really ended up getting Caleb Swanigan back and he was just drafted down to Sacramento and went to the Stockton Kings and we got him back. All of our trades, yeah. We re- Portland reduced the luxury tax. That was great. But yeah, they got to Celebis here. The only thing I'm excited about is I'm really excited to see Andre Iguodala back on a team. He sat down. He got a little money, mm. yeah. hung out with his family, and just pulled up and started pretty strong um, against Portland. I like seeing him play. I always have. I don't love the Warriors, but Andre Iguodala back was probably my favorite. So who Ooh, do you think won you that one? Add there, Johan? Who do you think would have won that one, though? <laughs> Uh, out of um, Memphis and Miami. Like, how good is Iguodala right now? I don't think he's... What What was it, $30 million? I, I Oh, don't, yeah. What was, I, $30 million for two years. years. I mean, yeah. the, I'm going to just sit back on that one. And right. I don't know that what, $30 million, How much impact can he have? Right? I think they needed something that would go with Jimmy Butler that maybe he would be accepting to. And, like, Myers Leonard isn't it right now. Like, the Miami has good components, so I think they needed something, mm. so they had to put out some decent money. But I think $30 million for two years is it's pretty steep it's with lot. him. Mm-hmm. He's a veteran, though, you know? Sometimes yeah, you can do that. What's the best you can get out of him? Like, eight minutes of defending the, the best player? The best player. 
But what if Jimmy they get rest. to? But, but what if they get to the Eastern Conference Finals and he stops? I don't know. Say, but you have to get there. But is he going to contribute to get there? I mean, he's got decent. Oh. We got to give him credit because he's definitely got the experience of playing under pressure. He's got the finals yes. experience, so he can pull yep. up there. Um, I think that he's a good addition. I mean, he had six boards tonight coming back, which was the highest out of everybody. Mind you, Myers is sitting out and not contributing much mm. to Miami in my head anyways. Um, I just, he's my favorite trade. I don't know, $30 million for two years seems steep for him, but I think because of his experience and because of the situation he was in, they were trying to sweeten it up a little bit. And they, but I don't know. I, I'd prefer personally... I would have preferred him on Memphis. That's me. That's my preference. But who do I think? Oh, he would have been so good in in Memphis. I agree. I don't understand why he didn't play. Like, he would have been the mentor, the leader of that young core. I I actually don't understand why he didn't suit up at all. I agree. I agree. I think it was political for him for whatever reason he wanted to stand his ground. It's unfortunate, though. Look at what Memphis can do. Look what they did with Zach Randolph. When, you know, you develop players and staples. Mm. And I, I would have preferred him on Memphis. Miami just... I Do you reckon it's because struck. he kind of didn't want to waste his time? Because he's obviously getting older and he knows that he hasn't got that much time left and he doesn't want to waste his time in a non-contending team. Like he sees Miami more of a, a chance to actually go all the way, whereas Memphis is not really there. They're sort of like rebuilding. You know, I, I think that's really up for debate either way. You could ask anybody in Miami or Memphis and they're going to tell you eight arguments. I think, I don't know that he's best fit on either of those teams to succeed all the way through, so maybe he thought the best option was Miami. I just, that one, I'm really on the fence on. I just don't. I think it's great that he landed. I love seeing him back on the court. We got to give him a little time Mm. and see what he can do, and maybe he'll be the piece that Miami needs to keep succeeding because they've been decent this season. Not phenomenal, but they've been decent. So, but Memphis, man, with Jaw and all that. They did so much better than everyone. Jaw rules. First triple ja, double. Ooh, baby. He, his first triple double he did. Yeah. Killed Do you it. know what I reckon though? I reckon because he um he sort of said he didn't want to play there from the start. The, thinking not they you know they weren't gonna be that good. Oh, oh I see what you're getting. He at. was stuck up. <laughs> stuck up about yeah, it. Yeah, so obviously and obviously all the other players are gonna go, I don't want to play with you if you don't want to play with me. I mean So I, I reckon if he if he knew they were gonna be this good, he'd play. <laughs> Yeah. If he didn't say anything, yeah. I feel if he like didn't that say anything, changed. he probably would have been playing. This seems like a pride move. I could see it being a yeah. pride move. Like I said, I wasn't gonna. I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Even if I yeah. feel like this might be a good option. And now yeah. I'm seeing that there's better potential. I've already said it. I'm not going back. Yeah, I could see it definitely be about pride. Yeah. Mm. And having said that, he had a lot of time off. Got to spend time with his family. He still got paid. And get paid. Worked on his book. <laughs> I read yeah. that in a tweet yeah. from CJ. Yeah. I, didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know he had a book. I didn't either. <laughs> I read, I read that too. I, I was... The other thing he did, like he went to Silicon Valley and made some investments as well. So. I have, yeah, I'm yeah. a fan of Silicon Valley. He's, he's living it up. So I don't, I don't know. I guess he had, I guess uh, he had some time off and he got paid again. So whatever. So. Okay, Iggy. I guess he won that trade. He did pull up yeah. with his, <laughs> his first play was a steal from Mario and then Mario... Boom. So, what's up, Iggy? We'll give you some time to be great. I don't see it, though. Do you like Mario? <laughs> Next. Okay. Did he Did he get hurt tonight? <laughs> I was there, and I didn't even know he got hurt because it felt like a silent celebration of everyone around me. That sounds oh, really? terrible. Oh. Nah. Isn't he averaging, like, less than two of everything across? No. No. Who's this? Herzonia? Oh. Yeah, Herzonia, your favorite. 
Oh my goodness! He makes Super me nauseous. Mario. He's sewing. No, I'm just move on. Apart apart from like the first game where I saw he was like on fire for like the first two minutes, he's that- done nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <laughs> like I could talk nicely about other people for days. Everyone else, even Dwight Howard, on a good day. But oh like, my gosh, I can't. Nah, nah. I mean, I said on a good day. I don't talk about Dwight Superman. Howard on good days. How did he uh, get in the? Uh, he's in the dunk contest. <sighs> yes, oh, yeah. he is. Yeah, we, we've been. Oh, we can talk about mm. that later on. Um, <laughs> the uh, anyway, <laughs> there was that four-team trade as well. Uh, oh my god! So basically, in the end, you got that. We ended up getting that pocket rocket um, team. How well, we think? Do you I feel mean, that's a panic trade? I feel that's such a the biggest panic trade. Yeah, I've ever seen. I don't, I don't understand why you trade Capella. I've said this well, to you guys. He's a fourteen fourteen player, and he's good defensively. I don't understand. I, I honestly don't understand. That, so, obviously, Maury was a big believer. Obviously, like the money ball thing, where you know, yeah, yeah, stats, yeah. whatever. Um, Maury ball. I don't think that's. I don't think that was his. <laughs> um, his decision to get to get Westbrook, <laughs> because um, I was listening to. Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo, they were speaking to Maury like a week before the that Westbrook trade. Yeah, and he was like adamant, saying, "No, we're not going to trade CP3." You know, like mm. he wanted CP3 back. So I feel like it's the, the it was the owner's deci- decision, and he overrid the um um he overrid Maury saying, "No, nah, I want Westbrook." That well, they they reckon you know between owner and Harden, Harden was going. This is obviously speculation. Now I want, I want Westbrook at all costs, and obviously mm. you got to keep your star player happy. So they went and got um, Russell. What is Russell? Because yeah. apparently Maury was like he was like really tight with his picks as well. Like he never traded his picks away, and he gave away two two picks to get Westbrook. So if it it felt like an opposite Maury move. So what about Capella? Do you reckon that's Maury's move? No, again. So you better be all in on money. It was like it's like a it was like a how do you put it? Compulsive. Well, it's like they had to make a move. They weren't doing that great, right, up to this point of the you know. If Westbrook hadn't strung together a few good games, they'd be like probably not in playoffs. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> They're being pretty bad. I don't disagree. They yeah. have, yes. So I feel like it was a panic move. Um, and it was like they had to be all in on Moneyball since they've already stuffed it up with the whole Westbrook thing. So it was a panic thing. Hey, nah, we've got to go all in on Moneyball. Let's trade Capella, who's taking up all this cap space. Is it a setup for... Um, for Mori. For Mori? Because like, obviously Moneyball <laughs> it feels doesn't like work. It. So if this doesn't work, which most likely it won't. It won't. And then he's out. Oregon is gone. Of yeah. the, um, the China-Hong Kong thing that he sort of started. Possibly. They did beat the Lakers, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you would. You would. Perfect timing for a transition. Went, in Lakers' defense, though, LeBron just had a really bad last quarter. Oh, they were in it. it. <clears throat> yeah. Tough. Yeah, that was disappointing to see. I just felt like throwing that in for Al. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who took the jump on that one Where anyway? It was Harden, wasn't it? Harden <laughs> um, was in the jump ball, wasn't he? Dumb. I don't understand how I was, at the, I was at the Spurs game. I, I didn't. Right. I didn't even get to watch it. I just saw the score at the end. Um. Yeah, it was interesting. 
Yeah. Small ball beats the king, eh? Yeah. Well, well, they've lost two of three, so. Oh, yeah. Since since then. Organizations (laughs) going through some emotional trauma. We've got a a small sample size working with, we're working here with anyway. Lots of small puns. All right. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, My favorite trade. My favorite trade. All right, go on. What was your favorite trade? Favorite. Obviously, D'Lo and... For I knew it for Wiggins. Two of my favorite players. I am mad. Aligned. I am mad. mad. I'm why, so why are you mad? mad. Okay. Why? Because I I don't want D'Lo there. I love him and I love him and Kat together, but I don't. I feel, I don't know. I feel very emotional about it, which is super unlike me when it comes to anything basketball, but I don't like D'Lo there for some reason. I think it'll be better to see them. I'm not keen on it right now. But I think once I see them in the energy, those two together, um, I mean, Andrew Wiggins, I want to see him succeed in every place imaginable. So Are you on Wiggins Island? No, I just <laughs> develop him better and use his skill set because he's he's got the ability. I think he needs a little bit better of a market mm. in a team um, for him to showcase properly and hopefully, you know, not plateau. I want to keep seeing him be great, but... That is not my favorite trade. Please tell me why it's yours. I want to hear all of oh, the teaser. I, well, I think it, it was a perfect situation for Andrew Wiggins. That's why it was my favorite one. Yeah. And you get to see Kat and D'Lo together. So this is what I kept on thinking, right? No, I um, think it's a great situation for Wiggins. I completely agree. He definitely yeah, deserves yeah. something better for him. I also think Warriors, it's it's a better fit for the Warriors to have a that third um to have a three because with D'Lo, that, that's going to be weird next season for Steph and Clay and with D'Lo. And also Steve Kerr mentioned it, that he never felt like it was a, the yeah. right fit for the team anyway. So for Wiggins, I think he'll do better there because there'll be a system and a lot of eyes will be on Steph and Clay. So Wiggins, you know, can operate. But did you he hear the what the knock on that was? What? And I was like, I don't know what to believe because I've watched so many, you know, videos and read so many articles about this. And it was like how... Usually that three spot in the Warriors was used for three and D, and that's none of Wigan's strengths. <laughs> they also have Steve Which Kerr, though. Look what Steve Kerr can do. Uh, you put him, yeah. and then you put him around Steph and Clay, and I think Wiggins is about to shine hard there. I still, well, you know. I've always thought engagement was his problem because whenever he played somebody that was good, like when he was with Minnesota when he first got traded, from, um, from Cleveland, Cavs. yeah, he used to have the best games against the Cavs. Mm. Yeah, obviously because he wanted like obviously a re- re- revenge game or whatnot. But he seems to play really good against like the the top small forwards. So whenever it was like a LeBron or like a KD, he'd have a, a really good game. But then obviously when he plays like the plebs, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then you know the you know he he won't be engaged as you know the the big time games, and he'd just be in floating around the game you wouldn't even notice his playing mm. you know but yeah no nah, i i feel this should be good Kerr should have him more engaged and plus you got draymond yeah, i was gonna say draymond as well. draymond is time. going to be on yeah. his ass you think can gonna... i say ass yeah he's gonna be on his ass you can swear oh draymond is gonna be you know he's about to haze the shit out of him 
Uh, oh, he said shit. Well, that's, that's what I'm scared of, though, because it can go two ways. It can be like. He doesn't seem sensitive. He, he seems a little I, bit like non emotional, which. With Jimmy Butler. I feel like he's sensitive. Looking. Jimmy Butler would make me sensitive talking yeah. like Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I love him. But, but, yeah. but yeah, I think I think Draymond, if, if Draymond doesn't break him, I think he'll be great. Right. Still don't mm. want to see D'Lo, though, with Cat. Well. <sighs> So you know how the 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 three best friends, D'Lo, Cat, and Booker. Yeah. So obviously, Book. just say <laughs> hypothetically, Booker does end up in Minnesota to make their their big three, right? Then three. I'm excited. Small three. <laughs> then, <laughs> they chose the wrong city out of the three, right? Then I'll completely <laughs> pull up for those games. Those three, I love Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Well, super what would they have three. to give up? What would they have to give up to get Booker? Major. Just wait for him to finish. <sighs> What's his contract like? It, how many did, years has he got left? Oh, Just wait it out. I think he has. How many does he have <laughs> left? I mean, Devin Booker though is—he's in a tough market. He's got minimal. I think Devin Booker there is very man. Is that a real discussion? I didn't even know Devin Booker going to Minnesota was a discussion. No, I'm just making uh, it up. Making well, it up. I like <laughs> it. We're making it into a discussion. His contract. Well, okay, his contract finishes con- in twenty three twenty four. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought he, so two, two, three. He signed a five, five year, $158 million contract. Well, he got that max. Well, the, the son's owner is a, a dumbass, so. He's <laughs> 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 a trash human being. I, <laughs> I have nothing to well, say, but Devin Booker to Minnesota, let me know. Let's talk about it in four years. I'll pull up for that all day with those two. That would be amazing. But what city, do you reckon they, they screwed it up? Like yeah. they went to the worst city of the three? Yeah, they went to the coldest one. The coldest one. Yeah, they could have gone to Phoenix. You stay inside. You'll be fine. Amy, come on. Uh, it's like it's cold indoors. Oh, I hate that. What are they? What's the best thing about Minnesota? Um, my family's from America. There. My family's Mall from of America there. and the Mighty Ducks. There's a, a large Polish population. Those are my people. Um, I'll get back to you. <laughs> Juicy Lucy's. Juicy Lucy's. Juicy Lucy's. DJ Bonix. Wiz Khalifa's DJ is in uh, okay. um, Prince. 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 We're yeah. gonna start listening. Go ninety five three is a really decent <laughs> radio station. This is all I got. I got nothing else. Uh, we're gonna run out very fast. Uh, Ten thousand the, the Mighty Ducks. Minnetonka. <laughs> what? Minnetonka? It's the name of a town. Minnetonka. Yeah. Okay. Minnesota's it's got great people. That's Mall of America. It. Oh, there you got one. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so My not a lot. Families from <laughs> there. I got nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, all right. Um, what other trades were of interest? Uh, Marcus Morris right. went to the Clippers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's a bit of a man. Like, it can either go, like, really well for them or, or horribly Mo wrong. Harkless. Oh, yeah. That poor <sighs> they shouldn't guy. have given him up. That poor mm. guy. We shouldn't have given him up. I'm not yeah. going there. Um, Mo Harkless is plateaued, unfortunately, and I know this stuff has to be impactful for him, but I am definitely and deeply disappointed that we gave him to the Clippers to give him to the Knicks. Definitely. He doesn't belong with the Knicks. He is still heavily in the conversation if he's around the right leadership. So, the Knicks? Yeah. Really? What are the Knicks doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> all kinds oh, of, all kinds of stuff. Next. <laughs> Making money. <laughs> oh, the Knicks. Okay. Um, I mean, Mark, how, how is Marcus Morris in the Clippers? Is that, that's an improvement, right? I don't, I don't know. That's what I was saying. It could be either way. 
Like he could either this is the thing, right? So you got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard as players where the ball stops when you give them the ball. Mm. Right? They're just scorers. Marcus Morris is like a poor version of, of those two. And does score defend as well. Yeah. yeah. Right? So you give him the ball and he's gonna think he's the one to take the last shot during the game when you got two other better offensive players. I just feel he could go that way, but it could also work as he could be a you know, like a scorer off the bench when or if oh, he's or definitely that. coming off the bench. He's not yeah. I don't reckon he'll start. You know, obviously, but you know, if Lou Will or Montrez can't get it going, at least they've got another option there for scoring off the bench. Yeah, he's That's another man. Go, oh wow, that you know, that could be good, but he could also go the other way. How do you where think he's about they to put fit him in, in crunch time? I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. How do you think That's he's right. about to fit in with Patrick Beverly? Oh, well. Ponder that, friend. <laughs> we'll wait and see, I guess. We like we like Bibby. <laughs> I I I I don't not like Patrick Beverly, but I just want to know how they'll fit. I think their personalities will actually be strong. I they f- might they might turn into the Bash, Bash Brothers. I do. I think <laughs> that, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> From the Mighty Ducks. Oh, Did he yeah. just do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> so many references. Your references are out of control. They're man. also amazing. Yeah. And Mo Harkless, I just read, said it's a dream come true to be back home playing for the Knicks. That's crazy. Oh. Just, yeah. He must have gotten paid to say that. Though. That's what I'm saying. What do you say? I hate coming back here. I don't want to play for this trash team. Yeah. Oh, so I'd rather excited. be in Brooklyn. That's what he should have said. I'd rather be over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, he got more I, court I time, but... I'll take that back with Kyrie there. I don't want to be there. <laughs> Kyrie's the wild card. Uh, yeah. What's going on with Kyrie? Do we know? Oh, I don't know. Melbourne's own. <laughs> Kyrie. <laughs> <Irving>. <laughs> uh, what other trades? So we got uh, oh, Andre, Andre Drummond. Drummond. Got traded oh, my gosh. For basically the big man is dead. Spare change and buttons, basically. And the f- the first thing of- he did was get on Instagram and it was like snowing in Cleveland. Oh. He's like, I'm in Cleveland. I'm so excited. And it's just snow. <laughs> Does so he- are, are they buying out Tristan Thompson? Probably. I don't know. There's too many. And, know. And, and, and Kevin Love's there too. How's that going to work? <laughs> well, so, they've been trying to trade Kevin Love for a long time. Are they gonna do oh, like a like a twin towers that both can't shoot? Or <laughs> 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 uh, well, well, this is this is what about this? Um, Tristan Thompson is obviously one of the best right. offensive rebounders. Andre Drummond is probably the best defensive rebounder. You better yeah. not miss, or else they're gonna get the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? There you go. They're gonna get every loose ball, and they they're just you know. Hopefully they score more. Maybe that's what they're thinking. I think they picked they Andre screwed. Drummond up for his value. It's he'll be fine. Yeah, I mean I don't know why. Screw small ball, go big ball. Yeah, <laughs> big balls. <laughs> big baller brand. What? Big New- baller brand. B B B. I mean I don't know what the Pistons were doing there. Like, what are they just trying to shed? Like, when have the Pistons made great decisions in their organizations <laughs> in the last 20 that's, years? That's End okay. scene. That's all I got to say. <laughs> that uh, answers my question uh, on that one. Uh, hey, their, their best player right now on the roster is Derek Rose, and he's injured. <laughs> Derek Rose is a tough topic. When he's healthy, he's he awesome. Up. He is yeah, great. He's, he's a great player, but I'm saying mm-hmm. that 
the their best player right now is Derrick Rose, and he's not even playing. Yeah. So the next best is Reggie Jackson. So the Andre that, Drummond? Are we? You forgot I mean, about Blake. But of Blake's course. So did too. the rest of the oh. league. Yes. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> I mean, it's a cold world. Blake, <laughs> wow. I can't do this. This is hard. Oh, this is great. <laughs> I'm, coming, I'm coming for throats. Yeah. She's, she's attacking. Um, it's a cold world. So, oh, yeah. So I just read uh, Darren Collison won't be returning to the NBA. Right. Uh, to yeah. the disappointment of the Lakers and the Clippers. Yeah. Um, because, and he cites his devotion to his religion as a Jehovah's Witness as the reason why. So God is know. better than the king. What's a, what's a god, what's a god oh, to a king? What's a god to a king? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I highly wow. respect his decision. Wow. How dare you? <laughs> wow, no. I just feel like that's your job, your career. You commit to it. That's, you know, if he decided to go that route, that's interesting. But you got to mm. respect it. Yeah, for sure. How, how old is he? Uh, he's, he's not that old, right? He's 34? No. no, I don't think he's uh. that old. Sure, he can still play another few years. For right. sure. he's, he's like one of the quickest players as well. Didn't he run like track or something? That I do not know. Um, I mean, I if Vince think. is playing at 41, oh, yeah. this guy's 32. He's 32 yeah. years old. Mm-hmm. There you go. I mean, oh, his yeah. salary is also only 1.9 million. It's not a significant like change. So he's Miami should have picked him up instead of Iggy. Who else? You think so? Crowder's another one. That's that, a saving. That, Jay Crowder. Oh, yeah. Yes. Jay Crowder had some interesting. Yeah. Um, Where is he? Did he go to Miami? Yeah. Yeah. You yep. saw him today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You don't really talk on oh, Jay right. Crowder. He, but he's one of those guys that's like everyone. Everyone. <laughs> go, go, go on, Joe. Like, you go know, on. they're like, you, you trade for him. Oh, no, he's good. He's good. The yeah, shuffle. You have on your team, you're like, uh, yeah, it's all right. He's <laughs> 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 not as good as what you think. <laughs> Good in moments, you know I mean? very inconsistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did decent. Um, he's not – he didn't add much. I mean, his energy when he's on is decent. But Jay Crowder – I like Jay Crowder in high-pressure situations. I don't think he's consistent enough, though, to really be in discussions with any of these dudes. I agree. He shows up. He does okay, plateaus, and then it's like you're not really adding much than average value, mm-hmm. and that's not what we need. We need something above that. Steals really the ball at garbage time and then runs for a three. Not great off the bench. Some <laughs> sometimes frequently, yeah. Jay Crowder. Yeah. That's what we were talking about. The Heat earlier being, well, you know. Eh. <laughs> but the Heat for me, they're um, they're doing better than anticipated. Like, I didn't think they would be as good as they are. I thought now. they would have been a playoff team, but That's yeah, I didn't think they'd be like a. A top three, East yeah, team, you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I didn't think they were top three at all. Yeah. They put in the work. I think they've put in the work, and maybe these trades are a bigger picture idea to them than we can see. Let's hope. Yeah, Pat Riley, Pat um, Riley, Spolstra. It's they're kind of. I look at them similar to the Spurs organization. Not even close, have, but decent in the back management and such. Mm. See what LeBron does when he leaves your team, decimates your team for like at least five years. I don't know about all of that. That seems extreme. Wow, that's a that's a comment from a LeBron hater. No, but look what it's only now that the Heat have recovered from it. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's not wrong. (laughs) You said about the Cavs, and look at Cleveland. (laughs) Yeah, 
When are they going to get good? 20 years from now? <laughs> I'm not going to get drafted into hey, this. But, but, but Cleveland was shit before LeBron got there. Facts. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so oh, they're, they're shit now that, that he left. Like, it, he just oh, made them better. It seems a bit... I still remember you know, what he did to Isaiah Thomas. Cleveland can never recover from that hurt and the rest of the team. It seems a bit fishy when they get two number ones in a row. Yeah. <laughs> when their, was... their odds to get that um, that Wiggins pick was like the worst odds you can ever get. Yeah, and, and they, they got number one. Get it. Oh, magically. Hey, I'll trade that for Kevin Love. Rigged. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> Not uh, politics, definitely rigged. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Seems legit. <laughs> Not to trigger you again, Holly. I think because um, I went that game on Friday night. Trigger. Speaking of, speaking of oh. rigged, <laughs> you were very upset about that. Very. Oh. I am still upset about that. that I mean, uh, a sedative if we're going to talk about it. Um, yeah, the game on Friday was obnoxious. I've personally felt the officiating this season and last season has gone far beyond anything I could ever imagine as far as obnoxiousness. Some of these rule changes, it was there was a lot going on in that game. Our little baby boy, Ant Simmons, got concussed. Yep. Concussion over mm. a fully flagrant foul. Um, mm. The end of the game was nauseating. When you have people like Woj pulling up Stephen A. Smith, who we all know is not a Damian Lillard fan. You have everybody across the board, Kendrick Perkins, including the officiating Twitters talking about, you know, we made a missed call. Mm. It goes all the way across the spectrum. That was Damian. I've never seen him that angry, and I've watched him play since Weber State and in personal life and life for the Blazers for over 11 years. I've never seen him that mad, and I think it was completely – justified i think the entire city of portland and the entire community saw that there was flagrant misses in that game and that we are in a playoff race it's not a joke nobody's playing around with one point and it was under two mm. minutes why the hell are they not reviewing like why do that's we what, even have wasn't the, review that what crew? the rules there for yeah yeah and that's what it's supposed to be there why do we have master control in new jersey or whatever for the reviewing if they're not doing it what are these things and you know when that's the situation it's so incredibly intense it man listen I feel angry. My blood pressure is high still. <laughs> and the part that made me the most angry is when Donovan Mitchell thought that it would be cute to get on after and talk negatively about Gary Trent Jr. That was like the saddest moment for me. I lost I lost all my love for him. And most people don't love the jazz. But Donovan Mitchell had the nerve to get on afterwards and talk trash about our players. Like, he's still a baby. He's 2.5 years in the league. Didn't get rookie of the year because Ben Simmons. <laughs> like, Donovan yeah, Mitchell, yeah. <laughs> you're going to talk about Gary Trent Jr. You need to walk yourself back to Utah in that entitlement and shut your dirty little whore mouth. <laughs> I felt mad. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, man. Also, he was like my favorite player before that game, so I feel emotionally charged. Uh, Jaren's got his shoes. <laughs> I love Donovan. Like, that boy can dunk. Why did he have to talk? <sighs> and he's always so well composed. He's also Damien's mm-hmm. Adidas teammate. So, you know, they got a little chippy on Twitter after, which was cute. Damien told him to quit. And his response is, I said what I said. Okay, Donovan Mitchell, go home. Like, y'all won off of some bunk, oh. bunk calls that were never called. So, yeah, I don't like him anymore, a little chump. 
Bloody <laughs> 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 hell. Sorry, I didn't mean to trigger you. I mean, I did. You definitely <laughs> said ahead of time, I, I mean to trigger you again. Yeah. I'm calm. Anybody else want to chime in? I'm sorry. I just... I don't know. That's fine. Uh, you're a guest here. Wow. Um, let's talk about the All-Star game. <laughs> no, you, somebody else has to talk <laughs> about that on game. A, on a much lighter note. <laughs> No, it was um no, I agree. I think um Did I cover it? You know, that, that that should have been that should have been reviewed and um and you guys are in the playoff race. So if you guys do miss out by a point at the end, damn uh, it's and gonna be tragic. It's yeah. tough because yeah. you don't know. There was still nine seconds in a possession, so we don't know. Mm. But the fact yeah. that they didn't utilize the rules and the rules have yeah. the officiating has been it's been discussed widely amongst the league and yeah. the community. It, it's like They've changed the since rules the, to not um, utilize them. Mm. It's like since the stupid, like, you know, the reliance on video replay, they've gone worse. It's like, I don't need to see it because the video will capture it. I agree. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then they don't look at the video replay yeah, anyway. They, yeah. So then what, I, know. The I mean, back in the day, we had Shaq throwing balls and like Charles Barkley throwing balls at each other's head, going into full on brawls. And then they'd go back to the bench. Like, you guys yeah. are missing stupid calls on dumb stuff and calling fouls. And, you know, that was just a tough game. And how do they see the the like the most impossible goaltends? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. You know, like in, you go, oh, how, how do you know that was on its way down? Or you know, yeah, yeah they yeah. call that um, live, and then they, the video replay supports it. But then this blatant one, where you see it clearly hits the board first, yeah, I didn't see that. It mm. was so abundant. That. It was so abundant. Yeah. There's three people there, but mostly it's set up. The way they set the rules up, they didn't follow. You can't go back. Right. So in that moment, that is their foul, their error. Somebody mentioned fining the refs. They're not making stacks like these players are, but I do mm. think that there should be some definite discussions there about how then they fix things like that. Those are errors. Suspend that are... the ref. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah. Like, you know, they... Give them a timeout. Yeah, or like you don't get to ref the next three games or whatever like that. <laughs> yeah. Doing a timeout, symbols. <laughs> just one, one, one. I thought um, it was like crucifix. <laughs> I thought that was on my wrist, bro. Because <laughs> I did. Um, because everyone was like, "Oh, Lillard's gonna get fined for talking." They got nothing. They didn't get anything. Uh, yeah, because he was warranted, and security was yeah. holding him back. How about the fact that they sweeped Aunt Simmons' legs? I mean, mm. that foul was a big deal. Those things you can yeah. miss, mm. but um, interesting. And this whole coach reviewing rule is fascinating. The challenging, um, it still doesn't seem very consistent all the time. Any updates on Anthony? He showed up to the game tonight. He's all right. He's not happy. I know that they discussed that he was pretty disappointed that it went unseen. I think that's with any foul, but because he, you know, sustained an injury, I guess everybody, I think, was very heated about many situations in that game. I turned it off and watched the last, like, six minutes um, and then went back and watched highlights. I missed the Ant Simmons foul until I watched it 80 other times yeah. on Bleacher Report and Slam Online and all those platforms. So... Do you feel that? Do you feel that the um, NBA these days are getting a lot softer? So hence every, so then we're expecting that the refs call every little foul. I mean, if you look back at you know the Charles Barkley and the Shaq days, you know the aggressiveness was a lot more tenfold, right? Like I mean, you were getting you like they got into sort of like really 
you know, punch-ons and stuff and they were only getting texts. Now, like, you know, a hard foul is a is like flagrant one. You know, you know, back then a hard foul is you're meant to because you don't want easy easy twos, right? Or easy layups. So do you reckon it's gone the opposite way? I think it's definitely I don't want to say that the league is softer because I feel like the league has evolved. And so that would say that the gentlemen that are playing are softer, and that is not the case. I think that their hustle is intense. I do think that the calls are coming more frequently and maybe for things – I think the consistency is lacking. So back in the day, mm. if they let calls go because you know it was aggressive or it was assertive, it was mm. play, it was what was known – it was consistently done. I think the yeah. big change is how they're calling flagrants. You know, if a ref is pissed because somebody off the bench is talking shit, he's going to give him a technical. That's happened recently. That's real petty. And, you know, yeah, that's so. where we get into political. So I do, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think the league is softer. I think the calls are definitely, um, they're more frequent in maybe allowing less of the assertive, aggressive play. Um, mm. I do think it has changed free quite a bit though. I really do. Consistency amongst officiating is the biggest issue with that. What's the flagrance? You know, what, what are they? And that's a good question. Um, mm. officiating is definitely not the same that it was in the eighties and nineties and such. Yeah, I guess also with the players flopping as well, like you <laughs> know, it's hard to tell. Whereas back then, like I, I can't really remember anyone really flopping like, they do these days. I agree. So if you're, if you're getting, you know, if you're getting hit, you're actually getting hit and blood's coming out of your nose or, you know. Yeah, the pump fake is pretty real. Um, yeah. Especially when they're pump faking themselves to the foul line all the time like Harden. When I, I – yeah. It's all a show, right? It's more entertainment yeah. value now. It's more of mm. a paycheck. Is it more social media driven because they're going to be on highlights on 18 different platforms? I don't know. Flops, though. Mm. There's lots of floppy floppers. These little flopsters. Punks. These floppy floppers. Dude, yeah. they're actors. They're, and no offense, but I'm not even going to sit here and claim. Damien pulls some, sh some nonsense sometimes. I'm like, boy... <laughs> I love this man, but he's got to stop. You, you all do. <laughs> I don't, I don't talk trash about my people, but they all have definitely improved on their acting skills. That's for sure. Oh, the Oscars are on tonight. Too. I know. <laughs> so oh, there you go. <laughs> yes. Um, I will move on from these trade talks to the All Star Game. They've already, they've decided the. Oh, so they've picked their players: the uh, Team LeBron mm. and Team Giannis. Uh, how we. How are we feeling on these lineups? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's main? I, I, mean, I, I feel like Team LeBron's tough, man. Like, they're basically they, they the just West anyway. Three East and three West. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, man, the players, like, I, I think, I think Giannis did, um, he should have picked Kawhi first for me personally. But you can't because you've got to pick, oh. Really? Oh, uh, who did he pick first? Um, he picked uh, Embiid. Embiid. <laughs> oh. And then he and then he picked Siakam. Siakam. So, yeah. so his African brothers. His African brothers. Yeah. 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 But you know what? You know what I love? Um, Giannis. Giannis got some jokes though. He's, oh, he's the Harden funny. thing. 
Yeah, he's pretty yeah, funny. I want somebody that will pass. Yeah. I was laughing <laughs> when he did the pig. You don't want the dribbler? You don't want the dribbler? You don't what want did the he dribbler? say? He's nah, I want somebody that can shoot. I want Kemba. Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. It was good. And he said that thing yeah. about, uh, I picked Kevin Durant. Uh, Brandon Ingram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I, I thought it was, it was a missed opportunity too. A lot of people didn't even hear it on the. They just. Yeah, no, no, I heard like, that. That's funny, man. Giannis has yeah. jokes. Yeah. Also, yeah, LeBron funny. definitely took the roster on that one. LeBron's team is stacked. Yeah, he's always all on. the way through and through. There's a lot of uh, you pick my one, you pick my one. You got Dame, you got Russell, similar skill sets, different human beings. You know, yeah. you have Anthony Same Davis team. and Kawhi. Are you kidding me? That's like dream team mm-hmm. for me with LeBron. And Russell and Dame, like, I wish. Uh, hey, and Luca, don't forget Luca. Oh, I would Don't never teach. forget Luca. Luca is big time. Oof. I would have taken Ben Simmons and stuck him on the other side and taken Trey Young all day long, though, so that he could have oh, some really? humbling. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, you mean for Giannis's team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Ben Simmons would have been great with Giannis, and we could have humbled mm-hmm. Trey Young a little bit around some other mm-hmm. shooters. And I like Trey Young, but you know, he's still. He's still young. Do you think he deserves to be on the Trey Young? <laughs> I watched Trey Young hoop against Oregon in the, the PK-80 when Phil Knight hosted the Invitational. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and he sunk bucket after bucket from every point on the floor. I, and since then... He's good, man. He's, he's good, great. but do I think he's... I think Devin Booker not getting... And Bradley Beal not getting on yes. All-Stars. And Trey Young being on there is... It's insulting. Bradley Beal... Okay. Highly. See, Bill's 20, top, not 20, but, you know, I think is uh, not way better, it's but considerably better, better player than Trey Young. Considerably yeah, more consistent, too. He doesn't have John yeah. Wall, which is great because it gave him time to shine. And Bradley Beal is, man, he is. Bradley Beal is one of my probably top 10, like, favorite players. I like Bradley Beal a lot. So for me, Trey Young is great. Do I think he doesn't deserve it? No. I think he consistently puts up great statistics and does well for Atlanta over Bradley Beal and Devin Booker though. Trey Young, he does deserve it. Yeah, I do think he does deserve it, but I don't think he deserves it over the people that didn't get it. Mm. Chris Middleton, get out of here. Uh, Yes. I'm sorry, but fuck out (laughs) of here. (laughs) You just showed me the list and I didn't even realize Chris Middleton was even in the discussion. What? That's what I said before. Who like, gave when him we, those? We were discussing it. <laughs> I didn't know Chris Middleton was on an all-star team since when? Exactly. Who? Is, uh, since last year. I object. No. Thank you. I'll um, take Bradley I, and I agree. 100, 100%. Give me Booker. All day. Give me Bradley. Uh, so they also had their three-point contest, uh, guys. <laughs> Chris Middleton. <laughs> Sorry. I just saw him, too, and I... Unbelievable. Uh, I'm sorry, Chris. You're trash. Why not? He clearly <gasps> listens to this podcast. <laughs> He's on Giannis's team, so you know, whatever. That he was first peak of Giannis's team. <sighs> off the reserves, yeah. Off yeah. the reserve, yeah. Okay, the reserve. well, he can reserve himself all the way off that team. Sabonis <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so was the last peak. I would have taken Sabonis over him. So would I. Also, his dad yeah, balled so out so hard for Portland. He's one of. Yeah. Yeah. He was great at Gonzaga, too. Oh, he was so good for Zag. I miss those days. Uh, should we talk about the other things that happened on the weekend? Did you say you went to All-Star Weekend? Um, I have been. I'm not going this year, although I was invited. I think it's going to be deeply emotional 
obviously with the Everybody loss of Kobe and yeah. Gigi and you know the other seven people I am I enjoy everything I I don't know that I'd be able to make it through all those events there's going to be a lot there's it's going to be a lot so yeah. yes the invitation still stands if somebody wants to pull up in Chicago you can have my plus one but oh, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Anyway. <laughs> There's going to be guys are coming. You're going to fly over the Pacific. It'll be live. Uh, um, I do love oh, the three-point contest, though. I like the the players. Who do we Dam- got? The lineup. So yeah. we got Damian Lillard, Trey Young, Zach Levine. What's Levine should... doing? He needs to be dunking. He needs to be in a dunk on, man. And back and and in Chicago, too. Mm-hmm. In Chicago. Right? Oh, the idiot. <laughs> There's a just, lot of idiots pull in up Chicago. In a Jordan jersey, man. Pull up a Jordan jersey and dunk from the foul oh. line. Bring He'll Jordan. For sure. <laughs> oh, bring, oh, Just bring Jordan. It's in Chicago. You know he's going to be there. But yeah, Zach should be in the dunk contest. I don't understand that. Yeah, we wanted the Zach, the Levine versus Gordon three. Yes. We wanted that. Oh, two, I think. Gordon two. two. Derek yeah. Jones Jr. Um, was practicing dunks before the game in Portland mm, tonight. Um, we have something to look forward to. I can tell you that much. Man. The preview Flight mode on. The, the preview was sexy. <laughs> it was so good. What'd you call them, H? Flight hey. mode on. Flight mode on. No, no. What did you call um, Derek Jones Jr.? Oh, motherfucker Jones. <laughs> <laughs> when you see him dunk, he's going to keep that. Oh, yeah, he was practicing. He's nice. Hey, uh, but apparently Pat Connaughton has the highest vertical. I feel like is that exaggerated. Yeah. It is apparently highly it's like, exaggerated. Yeah. Nah. Apparently it is. And the combine, you got, look it up. Okay. Uh, apparently in the combine, he's got like the, the highest vertical. Well, we can talk about the combine and we can talk about actual gameplay. When do you see yeah, Pat he probably, dunk? He dunked for he probably like four times. Dunk, like... <laughs> I think he I mean, dunked. He tries. He tr- <laughs> okay, well, trying is. We'll see how good try goes. But I, he's I had love some Pat. dunks. But Pat it's is nothing, a good player. He's nothing like we're ta- raving Four, about. Forty-four like, inch. Where's what? Forty-four so inch on his vertical. I think that's exaggerated. Yeah. Damn. Shave off a few yeah. inches there. So. Okay, but yeah. forty. That. What's Derek Jones? What's Derek Jones then? If From he's forty-seven. Two. Forty-two. Not two. Not. <laughs> I'm sure Donovan Mitchell should always be a discussion in the dunk contest, except he does the same dunk all the time, and he's a punk right now. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't really like his dunks anyway. In the past, really, yeah. Oh, I feel disappointed. It reminded me of um, Steve Francis in that. Yes, yeah. He can't. It's like he can't control the ball. It's like he he can only do it off. It's because like the same dunk way. from different angles, perhaps. Yeah. Shit. Well, apparently, yeah, so Steve Francis could only throw the ball up and then like catch it in mid- in midair and then dunk it like that because he couldn't palm the ball properly. He could only hit and the ancient like, horse. <laughs> and it feels like uh, Mitchell is the same way. Like it's it's just the same thing. Yeah, you're right. From from a different angle, you can only hit the ancient horse. <laughs> is that the kind yeah. of dunker you are? <laughs> is that who Donovan Mitchell is? I feel sad. Maybe I didn't see it. I was clouded <laughs> by my judgment. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I couldn't even get I think, past I think, Zach Levine. I think Mitchell was a good dunker. <laughs> Zach Levine is a phenomenal dunker. And he Zach does. Zach Levine's a boss. He's very diverse. Is it against the rules if he just shows up? Like they have a new challenger appears and he just comes out? 
What's wrong? Oh, with that would be Is pretty cool. Because it's mean, only four contestants, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Why 24. not have one more? Stupid. They should put Aunt Simmons in there. Really? Have you guys seen? Oh no, he can get up. No. I'm, I've seen it. No, I haven't seen him. To be honest with you, Aunt Simmons can dunk, dunk, with a dual dunk. Yeah, oh. it's pretty legit. I gotta, they I gotta said we haven't seen. Do you guys watch basketball? Oh snap! <laughs> Just kidding. Oh snap! <laughs> Next coming up comes firing. So, uh, so it's Dwight Howard, Aaron Gordon, Derek Jones, you know Pat, Pat Connaughton. For the slam dunk contest, Dwight, Aaron Gordon, Come Dwight's on. back funny, in the conversation. Watching... Is he going to bring his high school girlfriends? <laughs> I was watching an interview with him on. Um... Who's this? Dwight uh, Howard, Aaron Gordon. Oh, Dwight, oh my god, Dwight Howard. Oh, no, talk Dwight. about Aaron Gordon. Go back. So he was um on, I think uh the one with uh what's it called? Is it with? Oh, it's one of those ESPN shows. Anyway, he's being interviewed and it was really cringeworthy. You know, you'd really like. <laughs> <laughs> 30 for oh, 30. No, no, TNT. On yeah, TNT. Talking to sh- yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was high. high. Aaron Gordon yeah, yeah. was high. Yeah, when he was high. Aaron Gordon? Was he? Are you talking about when oh, he was no, high? Oh, that, no, that was, that was a comment that said, like, they yeah. fly so know. high right now. I don't know, but he was insinuating, hey, like, Aaron Gordon's high during his interview. Oh really? Yeah, he, you could he see did. he was in his in his um hotel room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. and I saw I saw the part where he's like, uh, oh, it's amazing Horrible. how how much how the heights that these guys can go to. They're so high. You, yeah, you, you didn't tweet yeah, on yeah. that. <laughs> can I get the link to this? I have not, and I don't I'll know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. It sounds great though. Oh, it's um, quite horrible. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's really it's really cringeworthy. Typical Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Aaron it's, Gordon does make me cringe and uncomfortable sometimes. Right. It's the it's, face, it's not just us. It's the it's not <laughs> the face. That is. <laughs> I was gonna say that he's socially inept with his communication abilities and lacks diction, but his face. Okay. Yeah, that's why that's why Johan means when he says the face. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go All with right. that. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, aside from that, though, does anyone watch the skills challenge? Patrick Beverly's in it, and I like Patrick Beverly because he's kind of vibrant and extra. So I think it'll be fun to see him in it. Otherwise, I don't usually. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's pretty. And Jason Tatum, we see them. We see them in their skills on the court all the time. That's the one thing that doesn't get me as excited. It's like an obstacle course. It's like going to the like carnival and you're watching people try to shoot like the the ducks or something. It's like that. How funny! It's it's a three point contest. That's the should be the main event now. But they added they added something weird to it with that. What do they call it? Like the Mountain Dew something. Yeah, you get three points if you shoot from somewhere. I can't can't remember. So is that just a new spot on the floor, or if if you choose to shoot from that spot on the floor? Yeah, how does it work? Have you read these new rules for the All Star Game scoring? Yeah, with uh, yeah, 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 that's intense. It's like intense to comprehend. Uh, it's not that I don't like it. I think it's unique. I'll have to see how it plays out. I think people actually have to comprehend math because it's pretty intricate. <laughs> you got to total shit up at the end of quarters and get to points, and then you put money on it. You should put money on the player's player. Like, But, yeah, um, I don't know if I'm not a fan of it yet. I'm indifferent. Yeah, same. So I'm trying to find that extra bit of information regarding Mountain Dew three-point contest. There's a Mountain Dew Zone. No, that's a locate. 
Two shots. Because you barely have enough time to go through all the spots anyway. Mm. Position you go. between racks. I guess, yeah, you just have to mountain do zone that you shoot from and you get three points. It just feels like a, cash, is that, a cash grab. By it's at the do. top of the arc in adjacent. Oh, yeah. I can't read that and comprehend it. Can you give me a diagram, yeah. please? Article I'm reading. So <laughs> there's a new part of the Mountain Dew. It looks like they have a designated area that will. I don't get it. Well, we're just going to have to wait. We're going to so have to wait. So it does specifically I'll just, say. I'll just read what it says. It says click two, here for a diagram. Huh, I, could, I could click there. So two locations positioned equidistant between the traditional racks at the top of the three-point arc and the adjacent wing rack. Uh, oh, I don't understand. Too many words. Yeah, no. Boy, same. Nope. Oh, but it does. So oh, in between sorry. the racks, there's two points at the top of the arch. So if the arch is here, here's the racks. Yeah. There's two more points right here. So oh, I'm guessing okay. they're further out. Uh, it looks uh, just this... slightly. It looks and like what five to... feet, maybe five feet and out you from the rack. To go one, there two, instead of one of the other feet? positions. You know I'm, what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, what do you do? You get the ball from the other rack and then you run to that spot. I don't know. Well, actually, yeah, it's a designated rack for it, it looks like. It's like a yeah. draft. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like, oh, I'm going to go to this rack instead of the closer one. But you get bonus shot, bonus points if you get shots in that one. I'm guessing yeah, that's, that's probably what it looks what it's like. It's also from like the most common area. It's the top of the arc. The elbow. Like, what in the world? Oh, top of the arc or the elbow? No, no, it's... Top of the arc, but slightly to the oh, to the sides. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not forty-five, but it. Yeah. So what do they do? Do they have to scream, do the do, and then shoot? <laughs> and if they get it in, they get three points. <laughs> Are they going to throw it back to all the sugar? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's what? Yeah, it's uh. Well, it just feels like a weed. They always, I think they gas up the dunk contest, and if it's not yeah. an exciting year, everybody is disappointed with All Star Weekend. Yeah. When you have, mm-hmm. you know. Performances usually start it's Spangled all... Banner. Fergie took that last year. Oh, oh my great. gosh. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So when I think of All-Star Weekend, last year's dunk contest was like a snore fest. It wasn't that great to me. But that's what I no. hyped up the whole weekend for. Um, I think the three-point has big-time ballers in it. That's yeah. what people should really be paying attention to. Well, uh, in that that... that, that entertainment dame dollar is going to be performing too i hear he's a rapper in his spare time yeah. what people who's this dame dollar guy <laughs> <laughs> i wish i he's could tell right. you he's all right i could literally yeah. drop these titles I'd, i wish I'd i prefer, could tell you. um i prefer tony p to be honest no <laughs> have you heard tony p uh i have not but i do know that damien it's, it's amazing <laughs> i i know it's in french is yeah, it similar amazing. to dame dollar uh, Hey, uh, it's a different uh, level. It's a different fe- level. Featuring D- different Jamie language, Fox. different language. Featuring Jamie Fox, fabulous. Who else is in okay, it? Okay, well, Fab <laughs> is like one of my top fives, and Jamie Fox oh, well, can he's, sing. He's in the Tony P album, so it'll be. <laughs> so uh, Johan bought this album. <laughs> is it terrible or is it great? Uh, well, I don't know what they're saying because it's in French, but <laughs> but can, the can beats he, are nice. Does he got bars? You like don't French know. Bars. French bars. French bars. <laughs> French bars. <laughs> it sounds nice. So he won't be at All-Star Weekend. Dave no, 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 no. is performing at halftime. Um, he's no. doing a collaborative shoe release with Pusha T. So yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if there's something that has to do with that. I don't know. I'm just guessing. 
Um, if I were, to uh, guess. it was on Instagram today that I, I thought there was a they're working on a collaboration to Correct. do a, a song. Yeah. yeah, they're also those are the shoes he's releasing. So him and Pusha yeah. T did um, a specific All Star Weekend release. Obviously, Dame does different colorways. The Heckler's Pack mm. is like my favorite this year, but uh, the one he just released today is with Pusha T. So maybe that's a great preview that we can get some halftime entertainment from that the, one's nice. Our favorite Drakeater. Ooh, that yeah. push it to version is nice. The Yeezy basketball one, but they, yeah, I like him. Really? I like, yeah, I actually do like him. Oh man, I'm. I do if, like I, him. if I saw them on the court, I'd step on them. <laughs> well, would you spit yeah, on them too? Them on my feet. If somebody was wearing it uh, during oh, a game, he I'd said. If, <laughs> he said, if I saw them on the court, I would step on them. Are you talking about the person or the shoe? The the person no, wearing no, it. I'm, like, what are you doing, <laughs> I'm gonna wear it. I'm gonna wear it next time I see you. So you like them? <laughs> no. <laughs> so you could steal them is what you're saying. Oh, no way. <laughs> I, I think I think they look horrible. What what is it that you don't like? Is it I don't that like you don't the look like? of it? I don't like the look of it. Why? I don't but know. Why? It just looks like a like a lizard on your foot. <laughs> So what are they? Yeezy? I, right? I honestly haven't seen these. Are they Yeezy basketball? Yes. Look at it. Looks like it's got just looks like scales or something, like a lizard, it's like a lizard head. It's styles, man. Uh, that one. I think. Do you remember when Nike did like the Digi Legos that were like <laughs> old camo patterned? They did it right. This is different. I like them. I don't like the thick sole as much because it is in like. I think it's all boost. It looks it's, like yeah. typical Adidas with a thick sole. It's yeah, just it's exactly. similar. I don't mind it. I don't love the it. The colorway is alien, 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 whatever that color. How is. many aliens are there? <laughs> is that? I yeah. like it. I think they're decent. Whether they whether I can get it or not, that's a different story. Like it'll probably get sold out within like minutes, as always with probably. any easies. You should tweet John Wexler. Oh. Who's, who's, also, who's John? Who's John, John Wexler? Wexler? So the Adidas World Headquarters is, you know, like here in Portland. Yeah. So I'll John Wexler is the one that does all the brand management for Yeezy. He's an Australian. Oh. <laughs> John Wexler is great. <laughs> at, at him, I, we have a podcast. I would like to wear this <laughs> on <Yeah>. the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, only. John Wexler. I, I am that, telling I you. I... To take a shout out, shout out, John Wexler. I'm, I'm handing just... you guys the tools. What you do with them is your choice. <laughs> Hey, All but right. I, I bagged him out. I bagged the shoe out. So you just you, you can't get one. You just you just said it's shit. Uh, well, Johan said it's shit. Johan said I don't like the Yeezy. So, so yeah. what size? <laughs> nine and a half. Size nine. Oh, God, no, no, you can't real. get one. You can't get one. <laughs> Poor kid. Uh, oh, he did anyway. say they were hey. shit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's but step on people. He, hey, but shout out Adidas. I wear Don Donovan Mitchell shoes. <laughs> Backpedaling now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The special Spider-Man ones? No. Yeah. That's what he was. Yeah. <sighs> Those ones are but the issue, the issue here, I don't know how <laughs> it is over there, is that in Australia when there's a Yeezy release, it just you have people queuing up from two, three days beforehand and you get sold out like in minutes. Oh. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I don't know so, anything about that. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so you don't even get a chance really the variety in australia is terrible your hand looks like crushed that. yeah yeah we don't get all the colorways you guys get unfortunately that's unfortunate speaking of mm. unfortunate though let's talk about her and johan gambling oh, yeah. away oh. in. <laughs> <laughs> what 
So what? this is where uh, Joan and Herwin discuss their $5 bets on multiple legs for NBA games. If they get them all right, they get multi-ball and win big. If not, they can't buy the equivalent of a CBD-infused beverage I recently tried at the shops. As per usual, I'll be gambling responsibly. How are our bets going, guys? <sighs> I almost had two, one yesterday. Two days in a row, I've missed out by one. <laughs> the damn Timberwolves, man. Yeah, that one. Bloody hell. I missed hell. out on that one. You bet against Portland in the heat. You deserve those L's, homeboy. Yeah, that's what you get, Johan. <laughs> and Yeezy? Oh, man. Uh, man. <laughs> Let's That's tough. This. You guys really bet. You guys go hard? Oh, no, not really. They, no. Well, basically, they spend five, up. Five, bucks. five bucks down. Totally a CBD-infused drink. I get it. That's not bad. Um, who do you guys usually bet against? Well, this is the thing. Depends on Everyone. The All right. <laughs> is it like in an app? Explain me the process. Are you sports betting? Yeah. Like, talk to sports me. Are we out here so in these streets talking to people yeah, yeah, that are so like we're, fans? We're, we're, we're sports betting. We go on, a, on an app called um, Sportsbet. So we look at the, the games for today and we'll just bet on whoever will win. So we'll bet the whole game, all the legs for $5. So generally, like yesterday, if I had one on my $5 bets for one, two, three, four, five, six, the nine legs. Eight, eight games, oh, eight. Eight, eight legs, yeah, eight games, I would have got about six, 600. I think six hundred dollars. Mother farmer? Is that real? Australia, but also, Australian dollars. It's like three hundred US. I know. I don't yeah. gamble. So it's like ten dollars US. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't gamble like that. But, but that sounds it, amazing. Well, let's let's go through that day H because uh, so, so the, the first game was the Milwaukee Bucks versus Orlando Magic in Orlando. Obviously, heavy favorite Milwaukee at a dollar twenty-five. Chose Milwaukee. Correct H. Yep. New York versus Detroit. Now, this was a tough one. New York were the underdog at $2, yeah. but we got that right. Yeah. Yep. The Knicks Dallas roll. Charlotte. Dallas is a Dallas. They were yep. a favorite, $1.65. Yep. Toronto and Brooklyn at Toronto. Um, yeah, Toronto favorite. They were on a 14, 14, 14 game yeah. winning streak. Yeah. This was the tough one because no BI, no Zion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, we, but we still bet on the Pelicans Cute. to beat the Pacers at Indy. And, we Indy, and right. we, we got it right. <laughs> Which is a tough... Got do the they Lakers. give you a spread and like over-under statistics or you guys are just guessing? Oh, they follow no, their hearts. The they do all kinds of stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, we just, we just listen to our hearts. Yeah. So heart. Obviously, Lakers over Golden State, Nuggets uh, over the Suns, and I chose Kings over Spurs. Yes. But the one you'd think... Would was be a no-brainer. No-brainer. No brainer. No brainer. Clippers with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard versus Minnesota with no dealer and a bunch of new players. Was it a lock, though, gentlemen? Was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never a lock. <laughs> never a lock. <laughs> never a lock. It's never a lock in the NBA. That's so what, what did we learn? Say. No. <laughs> Not to gamble. Wrong. Go hard or go home and keep playing until you make that money back. We're not trying to lose here. Oh, man. <laughs> That's, That's right. Mamba mentality. Yeah, and I don't. today, obviously. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Today's one as well was the heartbreaker for me because there's another one, another one game that, oh. you know crushed <laughs> it's a sad day yes, yes crushed such a sad day Plus five dollars <laughs> five dollars well, i lost my whole soul thinking that you bet against the blazers <laughs> and we're talking about the heat with no jimmy and no offense oh, you know man. if myers came back here he would have showed up he would have played um, probably he would have probably balled out decently for his 
what six rebounds and like four points. But, <laughs> but that would be the, we might have got a strong ten to he, we might have got a ten to twelve and maybe three blocks yeah. from him. He never blocks me when he was here, so I didn't talk as much trash as I thought about him. But you know that was probably I, I would have probably I might have picked I think I might have picked the Heat on that one too. Uh, <laughs> I actually I should pick the Blazers. That's maybe good. So I picked the Blazers. You didn't know maybe. Jimmy. Who didn't know Jimmy wasn't playing? I, I I didn't know Jimmy wasn't playing. Tough crowd. It doesn't matter. I I picked Blazers. It's home hometown. I feel proud of you. Thank you. But you still lost anyway. So yeah. Is that the three hundred dollars where you talk about potential earnings or is that potential winnings? Yeah. Potential oh, winnings. Okay, that's yeah. decent. Off of five bucks. That's those yeah, are nice. Yeah, so yeah. Not a, those are great odds. They're not losing. But well, on the um on the on the ga- days where there's like less games, that's where I'll do player like stat betting. So yeah, like a. Like I had Vucevic for a double double, Giannis for a double double, Ingram for over twenty five points. Yes. Lillard for twenty for thirty points, and them to win against the Spurs. He's they been, won, God, he's but he only, he only had like twenty something. What, what are you what, doing, Dave? What do you get? Twenty six. <laughs> what are you doing? He is a human, and let's talk about his average the five games prior to that. He's hitting thirty in his sleep right now because we're struggling with injuries, and that's fine. But. Yeah, the one game you need it, he didn't show up yeah. for 30. <laughs> what does that tell you about betting? <laughs> oh, and then the one where I had where it was um, Ingram had like 15 before oh, yeah. then rolled his ankle and he was out. I know, I know. Oh, I really Tragic. like him. I'll never forget when he came from half court to what? Fight with Rondo and CP3. I like Ingram. It's great. Oh, did I tell you this one as well? So I had a four leg bet. Because uh, there's only minimal games, obviously. So I had Giannis for a double-double in Milwaukee to beat the Pelicans. Yeah. Easy. Harden for 40 points and Houston to win against Charlotte. He had like yeah. 34 points with um, two minutes to go or something like that. And he ended up getting right on 40. I'm like, whoo, still in it. Jokic, double-double. And Denver to beat um, Portland. Which Was it the game he got triple-double? Yes. Yeah. And no, was it? Yeah, Might have been. He got a triple yeah. double recently. So. No, nah, that was against Utah when he went oh, up against Utah. Gobert. My bad. My but bad. then this is the one that really hurt. This is. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> I, <guess they're> angry. <laughs> I love Oh, it. this it's is the worst. Funny. This is, was the worst. Should have told them you weren't trying to trigger them first. Oh, the, I'm trigger them all. <laughs> LeBron. LeBron double double. And Lakers to win over the Spurs. Guess how many. Guess. Guess how many assists LeBron got? I don't know. How many did he get? <laughs> Four. Nine assists. Oh. And he had like seven <laughs> minutes to get it, but it was a blowout, so he didn't go back on. <laughs> Yikes. He got nine, though? Ooh, yeah, yeah. that was like nine. a tease. He was really. So I'm like waiting for seven minutes. Please go back on. <laughs> <laughs> Can they sell him? Ooh, that one stung, didn't it? Oh, man. And they've, they've won a couple. That, that... Mate, you've well, Herwin at the start of when we started doing this, you won like one. I've won three, three all up yeah. um, last year. I haven't won any this year, but the three that I won last year added up to about nine hundred and eighty dollars. That's great. So, not bad. This was just about a hundred USD. Yeah, about hundred <laughs> USD. <laughs> I feel like it might be a little bit more, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's if they come here, it's terrible <laughs> yeah. for them. Yeah. It's great for me when I go home. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tough. 
Amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I've come close, really close. For in two weeks, so. Okay, I have faith in you. Be yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never, never give up. Stop. Mentality. Stop betting against vision. the Blazers. Stop. Oh, yeah. Stop it. Well, I might just not bet on Blazer games altogether. <laughs> I disagree with that. You need to go with them. We're in a playoff race and we're mad right okay. now. <laughs> yeah, true. True. You'll be there. They're close. I'll trust that you'll keep betting on LeBron. You bet on LeBron and LeBron didn't show up. No wonder you don't like him. The one game? The one? <laughs> no, well, uh, what was it? Was it Christmas or something where I need him to get a triple double and the win, which he did? Actually, he did win me money. <laughs> uh, I had LeBron triple double and the win, Thank you. and Jokic triple double and the win, and I think it was like uh, Trey Young and assists, and I ended up getting like nearly three hundred bucks. So. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah Merry Christmas. Yeah, day. Christmas Eve. That was Thanks, great. Bron. That was that drink. I'm like, yeah. Taco <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> but in short, we haven't won anything. This <laughs> yeah. No, no 2020 vision. For you guys days. are only, uh, what, two weeks into February? You got time. We got yeah, time left no. in the season. Well, so I listened, obviously, I listened to a lot of Bill Simmons' one and also Cousin Sal. Right? So he's got his own one against all odds, which is all betting. A podcast, yeah. uh, you know, dedicated to betting. And, you know, I've listened to it quite a few times. And because obviously football season's over and he loves betting on football. He was going. He's like, oh man, I miss it. Now I have to bet on NBA and hate the NBA. It's just so reckless betting on the <laughs> NBA. Is it? Well, it's true. Yeah, it's so hard to pick. Obviously, because of, of those, like any at any too many given, variables. Yeah, too many at any given day. Do you guys do March Madness brackets? Nah, no. there, there's so little. Now. I should. What? There's I little info on NCAA. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you up for some tip. I'll. <laughs> The, next one. <laughs> the tip on but, March Madness is it's called March oh Madness God. for a reason. My dad and I won $10,000 one year, though. We put $100 oh. in on a board of um, his work, and it was crazy. The spread that we had on our brackets, we submitted like five. March Madness, there's no statistics are such a sham because you got people like Butler and Oregon and then somebody random like Saint gosh Wake Forest shows up Mont- and kills Mont-Mail. everybody's brackets like <laughs> it's ridiculous um, well it's funny because it. my workmate we know nothing about NCAA and then we go oh there's only there's no NBA game so my workmate who does like 20 legs like a t- 25 legs but on like like the smallest margin so even if it's like a dollar or one so if you put a hundred bucks you win a dollar. Yeah, I mean that. <laughs> yeah, you know, he bet that. Most and of them are like twenty-five that. legs. Yeah. And then there was one day where one of those favorites, like a dollar or one, lost. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only leg as well. Because you can have a perfect bracket, and then you're in your final eight, and one team is what you're taking through, and every single other bracket is done. You're just done. Your percentage is dropped. I've been like leading at ninety percent, and then gone down to like the fifth percentile. It's just it's it's obnoxious. But March Madness is fun as hell. Okay. Statistically, uh, it's what we're do. <laughs> next month. There's, there's, there's your tip. Hey, hey. Start doing your research, guys. Pick your favorite mascots and just make a bunch of brackets. It'll. Oh yeah. Definitely, it's good for your odds. <laughs> oh, you made them worse. <laughs> that's how I. That's how I was put on to Damien, though. Is I danced for Oregon, uh, the University of Oregon, in March Madness. Like Damien for Weber State was amazing. You know, CJ at Lehigh, like. 
it's crazy. Trey Young at the PK80, I saw him at NCAA and seeing him now and like the progress and what the NBA has done for him, it's it's fun to see them at the college level. It's very difficult to keep up with because there's such a plethora of schools and NCAA, mm. they, it's really slave labor. I feel bad for them. Do you, do you keep tabs on, uh, do you follow the NCAA quite a fair bit? Yeah, I do. Most sports I who, do, except for baseball. Who, yeah. Okay, so who's who do you reckon will come out as a, a top three pick for a next season? A top three pick? Oh, top three, next pick. season? Oh, pick. Okay. I don't, yeah, follow, yeah, pick. I don't follow it that hard. Players? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. Like, no, no, I don't yeah. follow it that hard. Top three picks, it's, they'll announce it at the end of the NCAA tournament like they always do. Duke just upset North Carolina. Check Duke for yeah. your star players always. Duke always produces well. Yeah. Marquette, Marquette always has star players. Um, I see teams and people like Coach K producing players as opposed to organizations. Mm. It's every year varies, so I don't really follow that hard. Okay. Curious to know. Yeah. Thanks for the question. I appreciate it. All right. I thought you were asking for tips on who to bet who's going to win the whole thing. Oh, that was that was my next question. That was my next question. I was just uh, letting you do, that. If you do, let us know. No, right? If you do, also if you do women's brackets, go with Oregon this year. We got Sabrina. Oh. Sabrina's oh, sorry, yeah. she's getting triple doubles, making craziness. We're beating right. everybody. Wait, 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 slow down, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> it's running it down. <laughs> I'll send you a copy of my rough draft bracket, okay? It'll give you one right. to go off of. <laughs> All right. Done deal. It's the only betting I do in sports ever. Not not a rough guide. Like your final specific. final guide. <laughs> <laughs> specific Specifically, guide. get the hell out of here. It's mad. Uh. It's March. <laughs> I will. Uh. Oh, hilarious. All right. Let's move on from gambling. Um, yes, please. No, we'll never move on from gambling. <laughs> <laughs> right, ooh, it smells a bit funky up in here. You know what that means, guys. It's garbage time. <laughs> All right. So uh, since we've got Mary up in here, um, uh, she, she's got a interesting... Resume? Resume? Yes, the best Resume? Yeah. Um, tell, yeah, tell us about yourself. Well, um, I am a born and raised native Oregonian, which is... Very rare to find. It sounds like it's not a big deal, but it's a super big deal. And, you know, Oregon is an amazing place. I went to college at the University of Oregon and started my career in government so I worked for a sheriff's office for a while. I worked for a district attorney, and then I worked for human services for seven years in mental health. Um, after that, I got into cannabis and, you know, some cheeky entertainment. I've been doing PR work for artists for about 15 years. Um, I've done some tour work, tour work with some really great rappers. Um, one of my dear and most favorite clients in the world is Killer Mike, who is a social justice oh, advocate. Snap. So he's great. He is the one that put me into politics. And so that is really, I do a bunch of social equity work and grant writing for cannabis companies across the nation. Um, I do applications, social equity expungements, and 
I also do sex work, which is very subjective and open for discussion, but I do a lot of digital branding um, to create passive income because I am a single mom of one child. And so I was trying to figure out, like, what can I do? How can I be myself? I love nature. Let's get nude. Um, and that's how we met. That's <laughs> how we met because I am I'm kind of I'm a bougie, like I'm a little bit of an asshole. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like the most low maintenance person, but you better be able to shoot some landscape if you're going to catch my boobies in some beautiful scene. I want to see great landscape with it. So that's how I met Noel because, you know, Noel, I sat there and looked at all of your amazing work. Um, but, you know, my life is abundantly fun. I just spent a week at AVN in Las Vegas with a bunch right, of yeah. porn stars. And then I come home and I coach soccer and go to PTA meetings. So that's that's a good God. that's like a good intro. Damn. <laughs> How was that? That yeah, that's that's a that's a, in a nutshell. That's very big. That's a yeah. very big nutshell. Um so this is I mean, we'll just talk about the elephant in the room, I guess. What's um, the elephant? Oh, no, the sex work one. Oh, the um, cannabis or the sex work? Oh, actually, there's two elephants in this room. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so Let's go with sex work. Let's this one's fun work. for me. Uh, what is a, what is the, like common misconceptions people have? Um, that you are specifically involved in a, a fashion. You know, I'm not a stripper. I don't shoot porn. Um, there's different forms to sex work. Like my favorite form is getting your dad to take me to dinner so I can get paid for it. Um, that may not be something that someone else does. And I also love to take digital content, put it online so people can subscribe to me monthly and I can make income while I'm out working and trying to save the world. Um, the biggest misconception is that there's not people attached to it. And, you know, that's kind of the motto of having thick skin is being substantial and not switching up in who you are. So um, mostly it's a business. Business is business. And if you're great at business you're going to succeed. So, you know, I've never really struggled with the backlash of people judging me. You really can't judge me. Um, I My decisions have been based off of my comfort level. And I think that a lot of sex workers, you know, have a gamut of things in different environments and settings. There's There's just a lot of really complex, amazing women that are trying to, you know, allow companionship or engaged experiences because they lack an intimacy or there's just lots of spectrums and it goes deep into the rabbit holes of great places. And I fully enjoy and love everything I do. I also understand that white privilege is real. And so that experience may be very different for me than a minority who is not treated the same or isn't doing things voluntarily. Yeah. So, you know, that's a pretty pretty big spectrum, but that's the biggest misconception is that there's not people attached to it. And my boobs are great. Like, let's not get that wrong. We all know this. And they are digitally making me great amounts of money. That's why I get to pay you to come and shoot me wild in the, in, in the middle of the best freaking waterfalls ever. Um, because, man, but, you know, I'm still a pretty substantially deep human and I fucking love it. Most people don't. I love it. I love what I do. Everybody's silent. You guys look terrified. I'm, 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 I don't know. <laughs> what, no, I'm not terrified. You, know you put them in the, you're putting these guys in the most awkward position. <laughs> Are you guys uncomfortable? Ask me. No, like, no. I want you guys to shoot whatever. You can ask you, whatever you want. Be free. So do you have your own business? And when you say that you manage different girls, like... How does that how does that work? Like what what is it that you manage? Well, number one, I feel like manage is a very 
let's take that term away and let's use mentor. Okay. Mentor is better. Mentor. Okay. Mentor. Because okay. my goal is is to teach other people how to succeed on their own while teaching them basic skills. A lot of the women that I work with, um, I'm working to build their brand. Yes, I have an established LLC um, for consulting services. It, it varies. What's, what's LLC? Sorry. A limited liability corporation. I am an established business. Um, oh, okay, right. So my digital income, I claim and pay taxes on them. Which yep. is nuts to people, but I really do. Um, getting on webcamming and grabbing income from there is one of the ways that a lot of the women that I work with succeed. And they do a full-time job schedule, 30 to 40-hour weeks webcamming um, and make oh, substantial amounts of money. Um, the woman that I mentor, I don't really manage. Yeah. I'm not a mom. Yeah. Like I'm not here to mom anybody, but um, they're required to save 30% of their earnings that I can see and... Um, I don't take, I don't take them. They don't go to me as long as they can save them at the end of their contract of whatever they agree to, they get the money back. So, so you don't take a cut, like a commission or anything? I definitely take a oh, cut. Yeah. What? Oh, okay. That's <laughs> a business. <laughs> no, I said. That's what, that's what I was like. Whoa, what, what? <laughs> no, sir. Sir, please. Um, I definitely take a cut, but unfortunately okay. that cut is not, it's not anything stealthy. I'm not, yeah. I'm not out here trying to dictate. Um, I also teach women yeah. how to balance a checkbook, which we learn in home economics. And it's crazy because 90% of the women in my industry under the age of 26, when I get, when I get into conversations with them and we're talking about presentation, you know, how you present yourself, um, the things you need to do, how you save, how you invest. I'm having to teach people basic skills about savings. Um, and I think that's really important because, a lot of these women started young, straight out of ages, um, out of school, and that's they went into camming or they went into high-end escorting, which is very elusive. You know, there's goods mm. and bads, but these women they work very hard. Some making upwards of ten to twenty thousand dollars a month. Yeah, I take a cut. Shh. Fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? Hell yes. You got, <laughs> got, yes. got her and hooked. She's gonna do it. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I think you guys looked, you guys sounded most shocked when I said my favorite part is to grab dads and get paid to go to dinner. I'm not kidding. That is, it's, it's all like, you know, it's, there's sugaring, which there's legalities and there's non-legalities. The United States is completely against prostitution, which is selling sex for money. That is a whole different that's illegal we don't we don't promote that that's not okay yeah however we're not about to sit and talk down on it there's ways to go about you know making arrangements that women are much more intelligent about imagine getting a fifty thousand dollar salary and not going to college but you're camming 30 hours a week like there's a payoff it's a job so yeah i definitely take a cut but most of the women that i mentor and work with have upwards of seven to 19 digital platforms which are all disposable incomes for them. So, seven to nineteen. It's very your, intricate. Your passive, your passive income. My passive income yeah. is nuts. It's wonderful. Holy That's crap. Yeah, and it's. Can you mentor us to get passive income? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know the craziest thing ever? Is all of you are handsome. Um, I yes, but there's like a really great market for males right now, and I'm not gonna disclose it because. It, it's my brilliance. It's like my mind and idea. But yeah, there's 100% the strongest market for male sex work right now. Get on it, H. Who's, sing <laughs> oh, who's single? 
Which one of y'all? None of us. None of us. None of y'all are single? (laughs) So it's clearly not happening. I feel so disappointed. I mean, you would really have to. That's the thing. I, at heart, I've been married before. I have a daughter. I am traditionally family oriented. I want to get married again in the future. I am not against dating. Being in this industry makes it difficult. um, But there is a very, very erotic lane for men right now that is... It's doing great. I have um, four male clients that I work with as well. And what are their average salary income? <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just to, to so have I'll, an idea, I'll give you a little perspective. And this could this is away soon. <laughs> this is open for discussion. Uh, the males that I just work with. You find one lovely sugar mama and you're set. Uh, the males that I work with are almost, It's it takes a little more time to establish because of the market, but the males I work with are in similar similar categories. They also have to work a little bit harder because men get paid less in sex work, of course, um, unless you're in high-end markets like D.C., uh, New York, Chicago, you know, then there's there's different areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so wait, uh, New York, DC, Chicago. <laughs> I leave for DC in like down. two Hold weeks. <laughs> no, just hire me, and I'll teach you, and I'll take care of you. And I'm contingent, so you have to make money for me to wow. get money. You never have to put out money first because a good manager. I'm not a manager, but a good mentor, mentor? is not going to take money from you until they teach you skills. So wow, mm-hmm. you know, man, we That's all an have eye opener right there. Yeah, we all have great, wonderful qualities. You have to find what, you know, people relate to and what you can monetize. I'm I'm pretty charming. It works well for me. I think so. So, thank so, you. So, when you say, sorry, I'm going to fire off a lot of questions here. I love it. Mine. Bring it. <laughs> if you couldn't when, tell when you already. Say, like... yeah. When you say that you just call up your dad, not your dad, but someone's dad. <laughs> my dad would not, but, my dad would say fuck all the way off and get off my line. Yeah. My dad would kill me. Um, when you say <laughs> you call someone's dad and you know ask him to take you out for dinner, like do you just kind of like is it in your contact list? Like you just no. call someone randomly, or is that an app? This How does is that, work? that is the cutest question I've ever heard. I don't call anybody. They find me. No. Oh, okay. okay. I do not seek out my Sorry, clients. I'm my head, but no, I'm no. Well. So that's the cute thing. That's how normal people date. Women, these gold digging women are trying to get fed. Women love food. Have you guys ever noticed like how much women love to eat? Um, yes. so no, the standard dating women will go to get a meal. No, I'm looking for an experience. Um, it's odd, but married men are considered you know, in my mind, very low risk because they have a lot to lose. So there may be a man that wants an experience that's involved in a conversation or some type of engagement that's lacking. He has an agreement with his wife or he doesn't. Discretion is my business. Um, They contact me. And then I have a very intricate etiquette that you follow. My etiquette is pretty infallible because it's for my business. Safety. Um, I don't see people that aren't screened that have seen other sex workers, verifiable, you know, there's processes that you go through, but they contact me. I don't contact anybody. Okay. My reputation precedes me quite well and I've done some work. So <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. Like, a, like, how do you make sure you feel safe? My reputation yeah. is impeccable. So yeah. I refuse to see anybody that doesn't follow my screening criteria, either references, deposits, because money is money talks, my friends. 
Um, And then I still, money does not talk enough for me to put my safety at risk or my discretion um, or mostly my privacy as a parent. Uh, So you don't get to me unless you go through full screening and like safety background checks. I have a pretty intricate process. I also host offshore in different countries because all of it is retraceable. So, so all of my advertising, um, you know, I host offshore. Because sex work and things are widely accepted elsewhere, it's important to follow the laws of where you're at and what you're doing and be aware. So I stay educated. In terms of your clientele, do you have, have you, what's, damn, what's the most famous, I mean, I know you can't name names, obviously, due to your etiquette. Um, you know, so where's this question going? <laughs> I just want to know, like, like, have you sort of? Do you of want me like... to give you like job titles? Oh yeah, let's do that. Oh, potentially, yeah, yeah. Does that work? Senators. Like, like... Oh, okay. Um, oh, lawyers, attorneys are common. Yeah. Quite a few doctors, uh, athletes. Um, a- my most athlete. common clientele type is IT technology and engineers. Um. I have a vast array. I have farmers. Um, I also am a part-time owner and partner of a cannabis farm and extraction facility. So it's weird, but somehow those industries always bring me clientele that mixes. So a lot of the high-end CEOs in cannabis love themselves some girlies. Uh, So as far as names, though, yeah, I'll take those to the grave. Yeah, of course. Of course. But yeah, I guarantee that you've known some people that have finessed me or attempted to and then ended up paying me for my beauty and charm. They're pretty great, though. Um, Definitely in the NBA or like the professional (laughs) league? Professional leagues, yes. Leagues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Damn. Mind blown? (laughs) Yes, definitely mind blown. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I'll be honest though. I prefer, <laughs> I prefer the, the common man, the man that I would be not, attracted to. How are you to. not asking questions? How are you not asking questions? Because you're asking like, him all for us. Yeah. It is. Are you not intrigued? Like, oh. he's dying. Yeah. I think he's dying. He's I'm just dying. looking at your reaction as well. Like, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a fascinating world. I definitely am indulgent and. You know, I don't usually discuss it in depth, but these questions are good. I am a firm believer in following strict guidelines for safety, discretion, and business. It's business. Um, The men that I'm most drawn to are the ones that are humble, that work really hard to spend time with me. Um, I find it extremely imperative to conduct myself in a way that is conducive to what someone needs you align with their personality you find out where their pleasure is lacking because the ultimate goals are you know to find where comfort pleasure and companionship meet somebody's areas of need you know husbands that are lacking in areas those things those are what i like common men are my favorite so athletes you know the money's fun the experiences are cool but my network has run deep for a lot of time so fame really doesn't doesn't really do it for me. Right. And were you in the industry when you were married? Hell no, but I do want to okay. tell a funny story. Oh, I love that. Oh, please Let's do. Go. The 
sites that I used to advertise on, I discovered because my ex-husband left them open on a family computer. So (laughs) I was divorced eight years ago. And it was not the contributing factor to my divorce. It was quite large. I will, it was quite large. But the sites that I found my ex-husband utilized, and I was a phenomenal wife, so I get to live comfortably in that knowing that I was an impeccable wife and my husband was still lacking in areas that he felt he needed companionship in. He was also a fucking narcissist, so he was not a good example. But he's the one that put me on to the thoughts of, Okay, maybe it's not just sex for money. Maybe it's not because you can't you can't buy sex for me for money. It, that's not how I work. Um, and there's other people that are that I won't speak down on because that is part of you know that. But it made me kind of think like, wow, I really was it. I was I was what was needed, and there was still more that was lacking for him. So uh, the sites that my ex husband used, I guarantee he sees my ass on now. I bet, and I oh. look so <laughs> I look so good. So he put me on to it. <laughs> ironic eight years later i was like oh, yeah, let's go step back and check out and see what's going on and the rest is history i'm out here balling wow <laughs> I didn't know that. that's interesting um let's move on though since herwin's asking so many questions about this uh, <laughs> anything else yeah well i wanted to Yo. move on to the cannabis side of things yes so um, yes that too <laughs> i mean personally i don't i don't partake really i think i've only had like maybe half a joint once how accessible is uh cannabis in australia i had a conversation with someone in high in hawaii that said it was next to impossible Mm, you can they said nah nah. do you want to do you want i want the truth tell me about black market tell me about legalization like what is the current status for some reason you there's always somebody that you know that yeah at least at least Four to five people that you yeah. sort of know that you can get it for you. The plug. Yeah. Okay. But is and, it? Uh, but it's yeah, all but black it's, market. But it's not legal. No. Of course, yeah, no, it's all yeah. black market. Okay, so but. that's interesting. That's the life I lived for a long time. I mean, that's how it's been here until legalization. Cannabis yeah. is fun. Um, I have submitted sixty-three applications across thirteen states for dispensaries extraction facilities and different types of businesses and have a hundred percent approval. Um, so my actual career is grant writing and like cannabis business. I do a lot of marketing. Um, mostly this sounds terrible, but I'm like a master administer because if we if, if administrator, administrator, oh, I'd say administer. administer. Yeah. Sounds like a I want to be a minister, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Um, a master administrator um the paperwork of cannabis is intricate and ridiculous because it's all compliance so that's yeah it's my full time but it's becoming a lot more open here like you got a lot more like um pharmaceutical companies Mm. um looking into obviously medical um cannabis as they should so yeah. yeah so i mean it's it's it's, it's more medicinal I, I gaining, purposes. It's yeah. gaining traction here now as well. I think, what about so. cyclobins and mushrooms? Like, are mushrooms gaining um, traction I there? I don't think so. Well, because well, I, I, I have to ask. I suffer, from, so. I suffer from cluster headaches, which is a rare type of headache. And um, that was actually one of the uh, recommendations. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, the, what do you call it? There was so, like Microdosing. This, Hey. Microdosing for cluster headaches is like one of the most effective things yeah. that exists right now. Yeah. 
I feel so excited. obviously because I'm yeah I had I, I was desperate for I'm thinking I'm looking up you know every um avenue for some relief yeah and um yeah and I heard that was like one of them but obviously I don't even know where you'd get that here it so is something I don't know well yeah, yeah so. and it, it is they've just approved yeah. it in Oakland and another city they've been approved for medical and medicinal testing because yeah. um mushrooms and microdosing have been proven to reduce like onset risks of Alzheimer's dementia they help with migraines cluster headaches some forms mm. of epilepsy and such things um which is where our cannabis community is moving because legalization has made it so readily mm. available. You just can't publicly consume, which everybody mm. still does. I mean, I've been smoking blunts up and down the streets of Portland for like a minute. <laughs> I would love to see someone yeah, press I me ever. You. Because I don't joking. smoke around you. You're so wholesome. I don't want to ruin you. Um, <laughs> like, when she first pulled, like, smoked one in front of me, she was like... It's like, is this okay? Is this okay? And she's worried that I would think of of her differently. I'm like, I don't care. I definitely smoke like (laughs) 10 blunts a day too. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. My consumption is my mental health. It's great. Also, people don't take cannabis seriously. It's really like a bottle of pills. You don't walk into a store, grab Tylenol and see, you know, you check the dosage, you check how much you take, how frequently. People Mm. don't do that. You grab a dime sack off the corner from your broski. Like, it's not like that anymore. You can walk into dispensaries and purchase flour and weed that's safer to eat than the food that the United States FDA doesn't regulate. You know, it's a very... Because our industry is extremely regulated. regulated. Um, The farm that I associate with... We just applied for an extraction facility so that we can cut out a middleman and vertically integrate. So we'll take all of the flour that we grow, we'll harvest it, and then we'll process it into concentrates, edibles, oils, um, and we won't Ah. have any in between. We're vertically integrating, then we'll set up with a dispensary and sell direct. That way you increase your margins and, you know, your profitability. It's pretty good. And you own, um, obviously, a, a business partner with someone. Like you own these farms? Yes. I own how, four. How big? Oh, holy shit. Yes. So how big are these farms? Like hectares? Uh, one Acres? Acres. So one of them is, 50, yeah, is 54, 54 acres. Um, holy shit. <laughs> you still got to show me these. Um, the other one. <laughs> The other one is in in a different state, and it is um, 13. One of them is on native lands, and so because mm. it's in wine country, um, mm. all of the charcoal in the soil from Mount St. Helens eruptions and the surrounding areas is like the sexiest soil content. We have one of the highest producing THC um, outdoor grows and our master cultivators and growers are native, which is, I can't express how wonderful it is having them in our business. Um, another one is, I think I know that area. Mm-hmm, you do quite well. <laughs> yeah. The other one's in Southern Oregon. And the best part about it is when legalization started, I got a federal grant for agricultural money approved for one of these farms. So they took federal money and grew a greenhouse and then contracted with the state for all of their testing and made like $2.3 million in their first month because they were the only lab and the only processing facility that was available uh, the first month with legalization. So they killed it. Um, And they're 10 years deep now. So there's, yeah. Um, And then our third one is in a different part of Oregon and it's 167 acres. 
Yeah. It's pretty good. It's light depth, outdoor, and indoor. So we so control all three. She's a small fry in the industry. <laughs> I'm, but the thing is, is I'm just a consultant. Yeah. I work for myself. I, I don't attach myself. I, I had a little bit of cash, so I bought into a couple of them to help with royalties and some monthly income. But they're, um, the weed industry and cannabis industry in the United States has the potential to be 80 to 100 billion. I would say worldwide, if we could get everybody, uh, worldwide, it could be upwards of three to five hundred billion. Um, I think we're on track, though, in the next ten years to be at least an eighty to a hundred billion dollar industry in legalization only. That's not black market. And I don't do Man, black I'm in. market. I'm business. in. Where do I sign up? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm in. <laughs> Whenever you're ready to invest, call me. I'll take care of you. All right, uh, I'm ready. Have you, have, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I was ready like an hour ago. So I'm, I'm curious, like because cannabis here is obviously not legalized. Um, obviously there it is. But how did you get into that business? Like, like did someone just call you up and go, "Yo, Mary, I've got this mad business." <laughs> Mary like and Mary. Well, like, what I sound I don't like know, man. Because I don't it's pretty, hey, it's pretty close. Yo. I'll be honest. Most See, of the, close. close. <laughs> most of the people that are in legalized cannabis didn't start on that side. Yeah. I'm one of few, and I won't even claim to say that I didn't do black market business because I learned. One of my friends was um, arrested and spent 18 years in federal prison for oh, trafficking gosh. distribution of cannabis. I also quit the Department of Human Services and sued the DOD, the DOJ, and the Department of Human Services in the state of Oregon and won. And so at that time, people paid attention and then just grabbed me for my skills uh, because I I spent two and a half years working on things like law depictions, um, you know, all the applications and compliance and stuff. And so people found mm -hmm. out just by word of mouth what my skill set was, which was former government. And yeah, right. my whole mindset was also like, fuck them. So I really yeah. wanted to go into something completely opposite ends of the spectrum. So federal government yeah. to cannabis. Um, I also like to work for minorities. It's usually like the number one most important thing to me because it is currently a white capitalist run industry and that's not who created it. Um, so in Chicago, Chicago is a <sighs> Chicago is a disaster. Illinois is a disaster of a state. All of their mayors and everything end up in prison. They have corrupt politics. But Chicago legalized and like 10 clients picked me up up there just to write dispensary applications for them, which takes up 12 weeks. So, wow. yeah, word of mouth. Uh, those government skills really help when it comes to people that know how to grow weed but don't know how to do paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of all these cannabis, are they, are they all like different flavors? Like yes. how does that – Oh my gosh, oh, okay. you want to talk about strains? <laughs> Let's talk about strain gang. Um, yeah. Yes. So like a Tylenol, if you have a headache, oh, sir, you have a cluster headache? We need to yes. find what strains treat you properly. Oh. There's, <laughs> are you distressed? Please let me serve you. Like there are certain strains that treat different ailments. I, there's two different types of weed. There's sativas and there's indicas. Well, and there's hybrids. Sativas are the euphoric stimulating uppers, the happy, enlightening, really great. And the indicas are the, I want to reduce your anxiety. I want to treat your pain. I want to lock your ass to sleep. I want you to chill on a couch. And hybrids are like the happy in-betweens. 
So you have to find what ailments you want to treat and find the strains that work best for them. That's why I'm successful on 10 blunts a day and most humans would be dead. Like if I chief 10 blunts a day and I didn't smoke weed, y'all are going to be struggling. Um, It's the the weed that I smoke and the cannabis that I consume is to, you know, help with my anxiety driven around social crowds, um, my schedule. And also I smoke a lot of sativas because my ass is busy. 20 hour work days. You better be on some goodness and have a positive attitude. It's definitely easier to deal with humanity when you have some things, you know. We all have vices, a little coffee, a little this, a little sex. Gambling. Mm-hmm. Gambling, alcohol. Like I like to mix all of them. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> gambling. Gambling's really, really good one. No, I'm not gambling money that I work for from your dad. Are you kidding me? If your dad paid me, I'm not gambling it on anything. I'm going to keep that money in my bank account, sir. And I'm going to buy some milk with it. <laughs> That's some serious. Man, based on what you've been telling me, I'd, I'd invest in something else as well. So. Well, sir, please, we'll have those discussions. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Okay, all you guys are all keepers, and you're all so humble. Noel, do you have questions? You want to you want to jump in um, on this? Yeah, You've man, been around me quite a bit. Anything on it. You just I keep jumping like in the front of us. Questions. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Not really. I mean, because I, I, I know I know uh, Mary already. She already knows certain things. Um, I do know much about CBD, though. I do. I, I had a can of it like a while ago because I was thinking oh, I wanted to help me with some pain, but then I forgot I drank it. Yeah. I, I didn't think about it. <laughs> like, I guess it worked because I didn't really think about it. So. Yeah, the best thing. What's CBD? Sorry. Um, the, so CBD is the non-psychoactive part of cannabis. When you take cannabis, there's two forms. There's THC, which is the, the stuff that you hear everything about that's stigmatized. That's all yep. of the side effects you get are THC. Yep. CBD is non-psychoactive, so it's used to treat seizures in children, um, different forms of pain, cancer, extensive amounts of so many things, and it's got therapeutic forms to it. So you can take a little CBD and feel nice. If you take CBD over two weeks in small amounts, your body will so strongly respond to it that you will be improved, and it'll be in different ways, whether it stimulates your neurology and gives you the better ability, you know, to have muscular or nervous system improvements, um, digestion. The thing about CBD is it's trending amongst the white ring, all the white, um, like right wing, like political white capitalists. So my dad and all of his friends, these 60 and 70 year old men's taking CBDs, you can't go and buy it on Amazon and it, it's great. It just, it doesn't work like that. It still is from a plant and it can be synthetic. Um, CBD in my mind though is literally could change the entire planet, specifically mental health in every human that exists because it doesn't make you high. You cannot feel it. You won't get it. All you'll feel is improvements in your body and it is the safest thing to consume because there's no overdosing. Um, addiction it does is that what the athletes use do you, is uh i'm gonna go with nah no nope. <laughs> to answer your questions hell no nah they'd be smoking bro <laughs> no no the athletes are full spectrum thc cbd everything no 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 i'm pretty sure the athletes are the same that they've always been they smoke chiba Ask Rashid Wallace and like Zach Randolph in Portland in like 1990 in the 2000. Yeah, no, not 
No CBD. I mean, you, is... you see Matt Barnes on on the jump. He looks like he's he's on. <laughs> Matt Barnes has been smoking since he was in the league. Also, that's the part that bothers me. Is it's not. <sighs> I look at myself and it is an enhancement if it's utilized properly. It's like all things, you know, all vices, gambling to a certain extent, um, drinking coffee, you know, things like that. You can utilize them and you can misutilize them. If they add value to your life and they can reduce things, great. Mm. If they're a distraction, I feel like. In moderation. moderation. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And I also think that CBD is single-handedly the most slept on substance that exists. Mental health, um, I've seen my autistic patients go from having 30 seizures a day to one every four months because Charlotte's Web, which is a form of CBD, literally it heals the brain. It won't stop things um, that have already, you know, created, but as far as progression, those are the things that it can treat, you know? Um, I think about all the people that are depressed and anxious and all mm. of the social and personality disorders and the mental health that we're facing, CBD is, it's it's brilliant, um, but it has to be the proper form because like all things with vaping, all these scares, if people are making fake forms of it, of course, it's going to make mm. people sick and cause a bunch of hysteria about, you know, its treatment. So CBD is amazing though. You should definitely consume more. We can talk about it. I'd be happy to assist. Is that something you smoke or... Yeah, you can smoke it. Yeah. Um, you can get it in like cocktails. Yeah. It's most of the people oh, okay. that want to consume CBD don't want to smoke it though, because they're usually like more of the moderate to mild cannabis consumers, or they're in a pain, or there's there's something that they want to treat specifically. Cluster headaches is a great example. I would start dosing CBD daily and see if that helps reduce. And if not, you know, you move on to other things, microdosing mushrooms. <laughs> Hey, Joe, I think we need to go to Portland and... Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. What was it again? You need to come to Portland and invest. DC, DC, Chicago. New York. So <laughs> let me know. I'll put you guys on no. the calendar and I would love to have group discussions. All right. I mean, um, oh, we, could go on. we can go on today, but like we're oh, getting man. close to that. Just have me hour. back so another time. I'll oh, come we'll visit totally again. I'll have you back on. Yeah. Um, part two. Part two. <laughs> garbage talk got real garbagey, yeah. real trashy oh, today. No. Real trashy. <laughs> real tra- best garbage talk. Yeah. Time, yeah. <laughs> so trashy. Yeah. <laughs> what's, that, what's that smell? <laughs> it smells like greatness. Uh, <laughs> swish. <laughs> With the step back jumper. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for us this morning. Uh, don't forget to visit us at courtsidetheory.com to check out some extras for this episode and tap that follow button on Instagram at Courtside Theory. Uh, leave us some five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. That's what uh, Mary's doing right now. Um, five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> and also check us out on YouTube where we have some full episodes as well. Uh, to your mum, dad, brother from another mother, sister from another mister. Slide into the DMs of that person you're creeping on to tell them about us. Uh, drop us an email with any questions if you want to join us on the podcast, like our friend Mary here at courtsidetheory at gmail.com. Uh, Do you have any shameless plugs you need to make, Mary? I mean, that was really good. Shoot that shot. That, like, that's it. Thanks for having me. You guys are a pleasure. You can follow her Thanks on Instagram <laughs> at Lady Mary Divine. Uh, yeah. That's about it. Um, so, uh, Johan Hewen, it's a pleasure as always. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, Mary. Yes. 
Um, thank you. And until next time, everyone. Be kind to another everyone else out there. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounded nice, and he really meant it. Be kind. Oh, uh, before we go, um, important news. Lakers are going to sign Dion Waiters. Peace. No, they're not. No, they're not. Get out of here. That is fake news, bro. Get out of here. What was he smoking? That could Cricket, never happen. Like, what is that? Yeah, shit. I don't know. You tell me, bro. <laughs> Can I get some? <laughs> <laughs>